0: Yo get hey, out wait. of
1: here. Welcome back to the bar. Hey, here we are. Thirteen times and running, baby. Ooh,
2: thirteen times, baby. Don't Ayo. call me call me thirteen, but don't call me late for dinner.
1: Hey. <laughs> as um, as
2: the saying goes. It is a good episode today. The episode is about poetry. Uh most of our episodes are like 4 5 this one is like an 8 or 9 it's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's a good one though it is a good one we got we got uh we're going to have interviews uh yep. from right guys curriculum graduates where you're going to see the first interviews of that today um we're going to talk about poetics uh words going to talk about how words fit together how you can put them together in order to create beautiful moments and uh metaphors things beyond the what you would normally expect to get out of a textbook or a piece of uh, a piece of English language, you know?
1: Yeah, and uh, we actually have have a pretty meaty "What's on Your Mind" section. We get those interviews in, and then we are hopping into poetry. Yeah, we're gonna be reading some good stuff this week. Yes, that's our topic, and we got our challenges, and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of episode here, so let's just get into it. Right, guys, episode thirteen. Here we go. <laughs> Funny seeing you around here. I think I've seen you here about thirteen times in this bar. Ah,
2: I, remember, I think a baker's dozen. A
1: baker's dozen. That's right. The
2: baker. Very good. And um, who impressive? Who, um, who of us would be the baker? Hmm. And well, is there an alternative uh, like the ba- the baker and the servant? Or I like don't know. The baker it, and the and the bread boy.
1: We have two. Pe- we are two people who are blessed with. Making wives, uh, <laughs> I guess that's, that's true. I do way better than we do. We just do more of the eating. So mm-hmm. the um, baker
2: and the eater, I guess we're both eaters.
1: We're eaters. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, 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 could do baking, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I could see myself in like the hat and stuff. That would be cute. You think I'd look good in it?
2: Yeah, you would. It would mess Basic. my hair up too much. I yeah i would
1: really mess with the volume
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> depress the volume can't depress the volume mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: the oh, headphones
2: man. are enough dude it's like, i know but the volume cut. is cutting off the circulation
1: <laughs> the volume's overcoming the headphones though <laughs> it, it. it is winning <laughs> <laughs> oh man
2: uh, micah well yes what's been on your mind It's been three weeks, right? So it's been another three weeks. I mean, we should address
1: this. Okay, yes. So as for now, uh, because Right Guys is pretty much uh, absolutely fulfilling uh, everything that we hoped it would be, like getting the chair time in, getting the creative juices flowing, um, and and getting us in the space where we're actively working on all of our projects. Yeah, we've been picking up a lot of steam. Yeah, both of us have uh, individually. And also wanting to have the t- like, that's happening. So our timeframes are shrinking, but also we're really wanting to make uh, right guys a little bit more beefy and meaty. Uh, and in, in order to do that, we just need some more time to work on episodes. So uh, for the time being, we're going to be extending to uh, uh, releasing an episode every three weeks.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much been on an informal kind of two-week schedule for for a while. Um, we were able to keep that. I think we probably streaked for like five episodes or something on a schedule like that at some point. But ultimately, yeah, the last few could be coming out like three weeks apart. And with that, with that time window, it's just felt... More natural with where Mike and I are at with the amount of time that we're able to give to the podcast right now. So that is definitely something that is open to changing in the future. You know, we're considering kind of a goal for us to get ourselves to a point where uh, maybe like the podcast is something that can support us to the point where we're doing this instead of other part time jobs that we have or uh, devoting more time into this, uh, for we're able to give more of our time for it for other reasons. That's a goal to get back to like a two week release schedule at some point in the future. But for now, uh, this is where it is right now. So thanks for bearing with
1: us, man. You know, it would be so cool if this grew to the thing to, to a point where we could do like a, a right guys tour. And like, even if it was just like three cities, like, like, like each coast and then like in the middle or something. And then, and could go set up, do live episodes, you know, mm-hmm. and ah, that would just be so sick, like yeah. live writing exercises with audiences. It'd be so cool, mm-hmm. but yeah. So what's been on my mind uh, recently is going through. I, I've I've just been going through um, kind of a, a life evaluation period in my life. Mm. Uh, where I'm just trying to look at where I'm at and where I want to go. And especially with projects um, starting to roll, you know, like like children's books almost done. And I'm like, you know, deciding between uh, like publishing, trying to get it published, self-publishing. Mm. And either way means I need to, I'm going to need to dive in and really like, like put a lot of effort into... It's getting to that point where I it like the final stages where all the all the final trim is, you know, where you really yeah. need to focus in. But this yeah. has been a this has been a, a a 10 year long project that that really over the past three years has been like all of my side income goes to it. And mm-hmm. like I'm just constantly talking about it and having to learn things. And so it's been this like slow burn. Yeah. That has taken a lot of energy, but I'm really proud of it. And it's about to come up. And now it's kind of like, okay, I need to I need to like really muster for this next push. Um I've got that. I've got like we've got new O Sleeper songs that need to be tracked. We've got a O Sleeper show coming up that's got me like amped on O Sleeper again and like getting my vocals down. Uh got the the latest like what like the first my first uh, voice voice acting little job on Fiverr, yeah. which I was really excited. Yeah. So about.
2: have you completed that whole <laughs> that journey? I the Fiverr did Fiverr submission. Wow, how was I it? I
1: did. It was great. I had so much fun and so I tell did. me about it was the, so fun. the job. Okay. All right. So uh it was for about sixteen dollars. Uh, and a kid from the Netherlands mm-hmm. hit me up to do a voiceover for his high school play, his or her—I couldn't really tell—but mm-hmm. um, they sent a, uh, they sent a like a, uh, they sent a script, and it, it was basically like I guess a, a a theater adaptation of the Netflix series *You*. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and,
1: and so he sent me this script uh, where I I like. Uh, I am Joe. I'm the voice of Joe. If anyone doesn't know and, what
2: you is about, it's like about a stalker named Joe who pretty much, like, through each season, is systematically, like, trying to, like, win over and trap o- over one, one person and- <laughs> <through this> season, <laughs> yeah. pretty much.
1: Yeah. So, um, so you're this. Are you I- this guy? yeah yeah like so. jesus like i, I it was a, it was a short script of, of like <laughs> of like his inner monologue like it starts out like hey ooh, hello who are you <laughs> you know uh-huh. and then it goes on like like uh i'm not a maybe i'm the one you know like and, and it just kind of goes through and it's like it's like how does one dispose of a body hmm, the things you do for love you know all, all this stuff and so I sent it, and and I I was so excited to get it. I ended up sending four different versions, <laughs> and because I, I was like, I don't know which one they want, you know. And, but I wanted to do good, and I was on a forty-eight hour time frame. That that was like wow. my guarantee. You're so on I like sent So it.
2: that's a guarantee. That's like the badge, right? You have like a forty-eight hour
1: yeah. badge.
2: That's like, oh, yeah, I'll deliver real quick. And so you've got it. Oh yeah, and, and got it. And, to...
1: and Fiverr Fiver tracks like. Your response time, like I had a response time of like an right. hour. That's really good. Like uh-huh. if you write me, I can, I'll get back to you in an hour. It, your delivery time, like, and you get like 100% on either one or, or, or lower if you fail. Mm-hmm. And it all just like goes into you having eventually like a pro profile. Right. So I was really like buckled down on it. And I sent like four different versions. And then they didn't respond for like three days.
2: Wow. So I was like,
1: I was, I I felt like I had just posted a new song. I was like checking for comments. (laughs) Like, come Uh on, come on. (laughs) Someone tell me what they think. I was so like, I was so self-conscious about it. And then I see something that was like, Hey, write a review, you know? And I was like, all right, I'll be the first one. I'll write a five-star review on this guy. Uh, And so I wrote this five-star review and then it revealed his review so he had written a review. I just couldn't see it. Ah. It was like it was like so great to work with, enthusiastic, did a great job, exceeded my expectations, blah blah. Um, highly recommended. and I got wow. a five star review. So wow, so yeah. you got it
2: right, You one to get one. Yeah,
1: exactly. And okay. so, so that was my first one, and I was like, I was excited about that, um, but. Now, like kind of in the interim of, of all of these projects that are kind of starting to do something, um, and, and right guys like growing and us wanting to buckle down on this and make it kind of a more, more pro format. Uh, I've really got to figure out like how to prioritize everything and how to, um, not distract myself so much because i have all these things that i really do love and i really do want to do Mm -hmm. um i also have a full-time job um but i like really like the figuring out how to like harness discipline i guess is is the is where i've landed at and after just kind of doing some soul searching on it i um i came up with like sometimes I'll come up with mantras for myself that I just kind of, I just keep with me and I think about it like day to day. Yeah. Um, and this one, uh, I came up with one a little while ago that really brought me out of a dark place. Um, and it was, uh, it was, I am free. I, I do not lie. I know who I am. I do not fear the future. And that was like, I, I came up with that whenever I would, just mm-hmm. for myself, I like, mean, no one knows about this stuff. Like this this is like, this is my journal stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, and I would just repeat that and really and really think on the lines what they meant to me. Like I'm free, I can change my, if I don't like where I'm at, I can change it. Cause I'm free to do that. If I don't like the job I have, I can change it. If I don't like what's going on, you know, whatever the situ- my situation, mm-hmm. I can change it cause I am free. I do not lie, so I don't have to, like, I'm not going to lie about how I feel, so I don't have to worry about wearing a mask because I know who I am. And I'm Micah Kennard. I, you know, the, I, I, and I kind of go off like the things that I've done that I'm proud of. And then it's like, and I don't fear the future. And I'm like, yeah, so I don't need to worry about tomorrow because I'm just going to be free tomorrow. I'm not going to lie tomorrow. I know, I'm going to know who I am tomorrow. I'm not going to fear tomorrow. And that kind of like just, just kind of running that through my head anytime I got down or I kind of felt myself losing myself, like help me come back to it. Mm-hmm. And I came up with a new uh new one recently that's been really helping me. This is like over the past like couple weeks. Um but it's uh it's it's just believe discipline evolve. And These are all like really big words for me because I feel like I've been in a hopeless state Hmm. for a while, where I kind of stopped believing in my projects and I stopped believing that they would ever do anything that could turn into like a career. So I needed to buckle down and establish a career somewhere else, and then get back to the projects because they just weren't—they weren't ever going to be that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's kind of like a wound that I had when, when I realized like, you know, a sleeper wasn't going to put my kids through college one day. Um, and one, at one point I thought it would. And then like, and and so, and so believing again, deciding that I believe and then discipline is something that I just do not have. <laughs> and I am so like, just blown by the wind on like, I don't want to miss out on anything. I want to have as much fun as I can possibly have in every moment of the day. Cause tomorrow is not promised. And, but the only way I'm going to push any of these projects across the finish line or get them to something I'm proud of is by applying real discipline to my life. Like that even goes into like my, uh, like my body image, everything like that, you know, like, like, what <laughs> do I want to be? Well, if I believe that I can be it and apply discipline, then that leads me to the last one, evolve, which the definition of evolve is uh, to transition from a simple to a more complex form. And that like dawned on me uh, with this kind of mantra um, where it's like, if I believe that I can be it and I apply the discipline, I can evolve like, like what will happen is I will evolve from this. I will. I, and and that's, that's big because I have to accept that I'm going to need to change to do these things. Mm. I need to change something about me and, and I need to evolve into a, from a simple, just chasing, uh, the moment, uh, form to a more complex form that can kind of do all these things. Yeah. So that has been, um, really what's been on my mind lately I've, I've say those things all over i've got them written on my mirror uh like i and it's been very effective like it's it's helped help me keep like rubber to the road and yeah uh, that's cool yeah reminds me of um <clears throat> actually I don't know if i
2: ever told you like when uh the after new year's because you were telling me about your new year's tradition how instead of a resolution you'll choose a word yeah and I did choose a word. Uh, oh. And my word for 2022 is butterfly.
1: Oh, badass.
2: So, yeah. A package. Transformation. So, like, it's like you were talking about with evolution. But coming out of the chrysalis, like, I feel like uh, for a long time I've been in, like, a stage of like working in private like building up my confidence and my abilities um, and not necessarily like showing it to the world um, in like a very meaningful way and that's like really the step that I've been working on trying to develop and like the stage that I really am at where I need to just put stuff out and get more stuff out um and get more stuff like in the world and not be like scared of trying to make everything perfect all the time so uh yeah awesome dude coming out of the coming out of the chrysalis hopefully
1: and flying yeah <laughs> like yeah like, to, like like going from a uh a, a worm to, a, yeah. to this beautiful creation
2: yeah hopefully awesome w- dude. W- worm to butterfly a year yeah (laughs) and um this week in particular like the past three weeks um i mean i've been thinking a lot about my sleep schedule because we've had this like dream challenge and i don't know if i should like spoil or not like but like i (laughs) I (laughs) interacting with like not dreaming like that being something that i don't dream very often and and trying to dream, but like, running into so many obstacles <laughs> was like ridiculous. Like I'm realizing like my sleep schedule is com- is insane. Like I do really? not sleep much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like that was almost the problem in like actually dreaming was like what am I when am I actually sleeping? <laughs> when, when does the sleep happen? <laughs> it oh, was, that's like, interesting. I'm a al- I'm awake a lot during the night and like I end up waking up really early and getting up. And it's, like, well before I've thought of writing anything in my dream journal. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I definitely sleep some of the night. But, like, it's in and out a lot. And there's not usually a cohesive, like, memories to go. But anyway. Do you think it, uh,
1: after, like, realizing that, is that something that y- that you want to, like, uh change or like yeah i mean something you want to address
2: yeah like there's a bunch of factors like i i've known that that i haven't been getting much sleep the past like year or two um just like i start like it just wasn't waking up sleeping in was never an issue for me before like like waking up and not being able to fall back asleep if anything like i would just want to sleep in all the time and so, like, <laughs> the hard part was, like, getting to bed on time. Um, yeah. And now I can kind of fall asleep at any point in the night pretty easily. But I'll wake up, like, by, like, 3 or 4 a.m. a lot of the time.
1: And, do and you just get up and get, get yeah. going Yeah, <laughs> dude, appearance? it's hilarious. Okay.
2: Like, I've been, like, watching videos my whole life of, like, some little, like, vlog about, like... You're more productive in the hours of the morning. If you start waking up at five a.m., you'll be ten times more powerful, and you'll defeat all your enemies, and and God, all your dreams will come true. And I it's can't like stand that. Crap. It's like I, <laughs> dude, I've been waking up two hours before you. There's no special sauce. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the same hours. I of got the you. Day. <laughs> these the if you whether you sp- I spend these hours at night or in the morning, it's literally the exact same portion of time. Like,
1: dude. I had, I had some friends who kind of went through a kick of that and they'd be like hashtagging. I am five. A. M. <laughs> I was like, I was like, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all middle fingers for that shit now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny.
2: But I mean, like I, like I honestly, to, to like m- my experience of that is I like, it is not something I take for granted or that I think of as negative. Like, when I look at my life, um, waking up and trying to be up early has been one of the most consistently like difficult and like troubling things. Like it, it hurts. Like it's like, it, yeah. honestly, like every day is like really painful. A lot of the time, like like when I, like, when I, like getting up for school, I remember having to get up for school at like five, 6.30 a.m. every morning and like the physical torture and Dude, like I, I wake up just ready to go like not that tired and i'm like i i don't take that for granted like
1: it is it's
2: super the experience of it is very nice
1: yeah that's wild that i i'm i'm one who like wrestles with anytime i have to set my alarm (laughs) and then it's like and i don't have the i don't have the decision of like like sleeping in or something like that like it feels like i'm wrestling a bear to get out i'm like You know, I just hate it. But on the (laughs) flip side of it, like I love staying up late. Like Mm -hmm. I am a straight up night owl, and like when everyone goes to bed and my phone stops ringing, and it's like and it's night outside. I've always loved the night anyway. Like that's when I want to like sit down. I'll like light a candle, you know, and just kind of like put some sick music on, and then like that's when I want to get in and that's when i that's when i want to hang that's when i want to uh game that's when i want to write that's when you know it's like i love those hours as well it feels like being on the open sea to me because i'm like i can go for hours and no one's gonna mess with me because no one's up right now (laughs) but then the morning comes around and i have to wake up and i'm like god dang it i hate mornings we've (laughs) had dude
2: we have good late nights the <laughs> it's, oh it's the yeah going down in texas because <laughs> oh, it'll be God, like yeah, yeah 1 a.m or 2 a.m is like when it starts is like you start That's to when it. It starts it's blasting like, off yeah all it's like you said all the phones stop going off and it's like you settle into something we'll just be playing call of duty yeah zombies or like
1: <laughs> or just some, talking yeah. or uh or brainstorming or whatever exactly and then once the sun starts running up like vampires, we run to the bedroom. <laughs> like, oh no! Oh god, it's too it's too late. We gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be awake and see the sunrise. I want to mm-hmm. go to sleep. <laughs> um,
2: oh man! One other thing uh, that's been on my mind, because um, I've been like working toward releasing some singles. Uh, I released a single a few weeks ago. We talked about it on the podcast. That was really cool. Um, yeah. First time I released, like, a, a ballad, um, and it's funny, like, <laughs> I guess there's all different types of songs to release and all different feelings that musicians have gotten from releasing songs and having their songs listened to. It's just really, like, it, it definitely hit me at some point over the past few weeks putting out a song that, I don't know, I guess most of the music that I make, <laughs> it's hard to describe it's like the the posturing of it is for you it's like i'm mm-hmm. i'm making a song and it's gonna be fun to listen to it. like this is for you to unpack something original and experience something yes. fun and you're gonna like ooh, like i got something like out of this and mm-hmm. it's 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 hard to like really define because it's not like there's really something with a bow on it that's like for you but it's like if it, it's like the song is like to dance to and to enjoy and then i put out new england and it's like it's not really like for it's not like it's not a you don't dance to this right it's not fun you listen to me cry about myself
1: well you're extending an opportunity for someone to relate to you definitely
2: and i think like
1: kind of like 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 uh obsessed You know, like it was for someone, but it was also like, like honest, you know, or no, 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 wait, wait, what was it? The lying Uh, song? Yeah. The lying song. Yeah. But like that, I mean, that's connecting with the artist is, I mean, you, you end up revealing something in somebody else for them that, that maybe you, maybe they relate to you and then you put it eloquently that, that really expressed yourself in it and they're able to express themselves through experiencing it, which is a gift, a big gift.
2: It's, it's definitely weird. Like, like feeling like I can, I can just make something for me or about me. And it's like, it's it received similarly. And it's weird,
1: huh? Yeah. (laughs) It's very, it's also addictive. (laughs) Like, Oh, that's so cool, though, man. And I'm so and excited so, that you're experiencing that.
2: Yeah. So, after doing that, I've got another one in the works right now that I'm super, super excited about. Then I might do an album, but I've been thinking about singles versus albums. And this is a concept that I want to talk to you about. Yeah. So, there's like pros and cons, I feel like, to each. And for me, I feel like singles make a lot of sense because my songs kind of are singles in nature, where, like, a lot of them are are a whole idea in itself that, like, is catchy, and so it's, like, that can be a single, and a single gets released on its own. It gets a whole amount of publicity on its own rather than just one album being, like, 12 single releases or something. Yeah. But then I start thinking about, like, well, then why would you ever do an album? And I was, like, I start thinking about how Shane talks about oh, I'm going to do guitars this week. And then next week, I'm going to get Mike out to do vocals. And I'm like, that sounds really freaking efficient. Like, (laughs) Like, I know how to play all my songs on guitar. I'm like, if I thought about all my songs as an album and tried to do the guitars in one week, I probably could. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the workflow would be like a lot different. So, yeah, so now I'm thinking about it.
1: Well, so you, I feel like we're talking about two different things, like like release schedules, as in singles versus album, and then like recording production format, ske- yeah, yeah. Because production schedule, I I I greatly prefer doing like 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 on recording and stuff like that. Like once you have the songs written, you know the songs what the songs are going to be. Then, when you go into record, like another layer of fine tuning happens, and that's when you end up adding creative stuff here and there, and stuff like that, and the song changes sometimes dramatically, sometimes um, uh, in a small way. But uh, it in diving into one instrument and then doing that one instrument for an entire week, like it kind of, I don't know, it you like like we end up finding more inspiration for that in- instrument when you stay on it from song to song to song to song and then it, mm-hmm. and then then that instrument kind of starts having its own cohesive voice throughout the songs and then the drums as well mm-hmm. and, and and all of that's in your mind whereas if you're if if you, you hop into a song you're like all right well let's do this and then let's do the vocals or then let's do the drums and let's do like the programming let's do the backing let's do the bass mm-hmm. let's do the vocals then it's like all right so now the next one like you may get distracted as being like, man, I just want to get to the vocals like, or I just want to get to the, the uh-huh. drums or I just want to, but if you've already kind of, you allow yourself that space to just sit with them as a cohesive album, what that voice is, that yeah. instruments voice is throughout. I, I, fi- I find that we, that I think that we come up with cooler crap that way. Okay. Like little gems, but yeah. on the release side, i'm very torn on that as well because i like releasing albums like i like to do like two teaser songs and then boom album Mm -hmm. and i just expect because what the audience was when when we started when i started releasing music was that's what you did like you went out and you didn't have all the songs up because then then it was like well why is that if all the songs are up no one's gonna get the album but one right. but that, that magic moment of buying the album and then going to your car and putting it in like putting the CD in mm-hmm. and and then like the the album has an intro and it unpacks and ends up being this like this like 45 minute to an hour long almost movie you know like mm-hmm. it, like it unpacks a whole continuous story and it's just like you can really get this massive impact on it and that's how I've always written um but then the streaming era came out. And destroyed all of that. No one even yeah. has C D players anymore. <laughs> and 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 you go and, and they just go to your Spotify page and pick whatever has the most plays and they listen to that. Or your greatest hits, and they're just hearing like songs out of like top songs out of each album. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they never they may that you may be their favorite band. They've never heard one one of your albums all the way through. Yeah. And then it's like, well shit. There's like so much that I wanted to tell you <laughs> in these other songs that <laughs> hey, you don't even know about, you know, like, yeah, and you never it's, will. So then it's like, I guess we got to do all singles, you know, <laughs> to give everything its spotlight. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's
2: tough for you guys. Like your albums are so cohesive
1: mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs> it's like,
1: it's like, it, it's like, yeah, I read uh ah, you're, you're my favorite, uh favorite writer. I read, chapter six out of when i am god and then i read chapters two and four out of blade Unbowed, and then i read chapter one out of when i am god and uh-huh. it's just like Son of the morning and i'm just like you haven't read a single book <laughs> like you don't even know any of the stories <laughs> like, man. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, the and that's the like i write to connect like i write i pour myself out there mm-hmm. and it's it's getting to see all my inner workings on the page and then i disguise it in all this metaphor and i ship it out there and then just like i just sit back and just wait for somebody to connect and then i'm like and then that's me that helps me like feel like i that, that feeling is there's nothing like it to to just connect with somebody mm-hmm. on on like the deepest things in my heart and When I hear about that, like I'm, I'm so excited. But every song on the album is an attempt at that. And whenever I just think about people passing over them, if especially if they if they connected deeply on some, and then just skip the rest, it's like, but man, we we could have more. We could Mm -hmm. have more of a connection. Yeah, 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 and that, like,
2: for me, trying to do, uh. A single for for each one versus an album comes down to it's not as much of a question of the concepts, um, but it's yeah for me it's about the well there there are concepts right so if I have a consistent concept I definitely would release that as an album um, like yeah. the Witch's Garden EP I have I'm planning to do as a full story playing to release as an album. Then I have this collection of maybe like seven or eight songs that aren't cohesive that are just from my music. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's like workflow-wise, it is really tempting. And what you said about it working better for you guys to do everything as an album, one instrument at a a time, really makes me want to try it. So,
1: Well, you could always... You could always do your recording schedule like that, and then release schedule like singles. I mean, your your I think your songs are going to be better standalone if you record. I I don't want to say that, but for us, I think our songs are better standalone Mm. recording in an album format. Um, Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the the release thing is 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 how to how to harness an audience. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's just it's ever changing. Well. I guess with that being what's on our minds, yeah, that was a media. What's on our minds? <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, we can move through the segment, which is going to be yeah. some curriculum interviews with graduates from the Right Guys Challenges program. Yes,
1: these people for five challenges in like did five challenges in a row, submitted them to the right, like to uh, exactly the specifications. And, uh, and we, we put up a a challenge that if you did that, then you would be a a right guys graduate and, uh, we'd bring you on the show for, uh, for interviews and it is so sick. It has been so awesome to dive in and just see like what it's been and, and just, I don't know, it just, it just, it just paints so much color on the community and, and, and learning about like. What people do, where they live, like, and then how, like, like their projects and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, it's been amazing learning how people
2: learn about, have found out about us and how the curriculum has influenced their
1: writing and what they're working on. Um, and and how they've, they've like connected to the community and mm -hmm. what it means to them. It's just, it's just rad.
2: Yes. They, they all completed five, uh, in a row, which were for this group the rom bomb romantic com- romantic ch- writing challenge uh then roll a roll which was all about yeah writing based on specific uh character traits that you would roll randomly pretty much um that's right and then we had this trilogy challenge that was like a three part started with a 50 word flash fantasy which was expanded five off of words- one word yeah, 50, 50 words 50 word written off of one Flash fantasy based on one a one-word prompt, spell or oracle. Then you expand that to 500 words for challenge four, and the fifth challenge these people submitted was these poor souls <laughs> were put through was to take that 500-word challenge from challenge four and to add another 500 words before or after rounding out the story to a 1,000-word story with a sequel or prequel. And uh that that was the five challenges so you're about to meet two uh or three (laughs) people today (laughs) in these interviews and uh we hope that you enjoy
1: them yeah absolutely here we go all right here we are we got the this is the first ever right guys uh community interview and here we are with cerebus the snake He's tried to usurp <laughs> us many times on the Discord channel. Yes, it failed. yes. It failed. Here we are. We're still here. We even brought you into our bar.
3: I'm just getting a feel for the place. Okay, Hide I, I weak see. Spots, you know.
1: <laughs> I see you looking around. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it's so glad to have you on here, man. And uh, congrats on uh, completing the right guy's curriculum.
3: Oh, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, dude. So, uh, t- to start off, tell us uh, where are you coming from, and uh, and what do you do?
3: Um, currently, I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I work as a billing coordinator at a nonprofit. Uh, we help individuals with intellectual disabilities get jobs and do senior daycare kind of type of stuff. So nice. And then I grew up in Alaska, so I'm uh, from the last frontier. So
1: yeah. That's- Red
2: Alaska.
0: Body.
2: Yep. Yeah, we kind of threw you guys under the bus last episode. <laughs> I guess that was me more than Micah. <laughs> I was worried about like tr- like naming some like like Midwest or Southern town that's too close to him. And so I just started going like going that's north and going off. In fr- yeah, and <laughs> I landed on Alaska and it was if I just bombed Tim. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Tim's over there like now? this is the this is the last straw but then today I just found
2: out right now that we both live in PA yeah I thought I
3: yeah I remember you mentioning something about that so it's like oh you're in the woods
1: that's yeah. very cool so so what is the does the nonprofit uh, uh, do again
3: uh, we help individuals with intellectual disabilities get jobs so vocational
1: training um, awesome production work, stuff like that very cool man that's awesome it's a good That's, gig. Yeah, it sounds rewarding. Um so how did you find uh right guys?
3: Um, I've been a fan of O Sleeper forever since you guys did the armored march E P. Yeah. I was I troll on MySpace just looking for bands, um and I stumbled upon you guys and loved the storytelling, so that was awesome. from way back when and then uh yeah, I just follow like your Facebook, I think, and you had a the interview with Emory uh-huh. or a podcast with them as well. So I was like, well, it just fit perfectly. Cause I was trying to get back into writing last year and I was like, Oh, this is the perfect opportunity to keep, keep those wheels yeah. spinning.
1: Very cool. Very cool. I'm glad to hear that. And thank you for uh, supporting the band and everything. Yeah. So, um,
2: where do you, where have you fit in writing? Were you doing writing in school? Like, obviously, from reading what you do, you've been writing for a long time. And it seems like you have been very invested in it. So where did that like come from? Yeah, where, when
1: did you start writing? Yeah.
3: Oh man. well, I mean, it started way back in like probably elementary school. I read like the Redwall series in second or third grade and just absolutely loved them. And then kind of just tinkered around with my own writing uh, up through like junior high and then I had a love hate relationship with it until like the last year or two where I kind of dabbled around with it but I was always a very big perfectionist in my writing so I was like whenever I get to that part where I'm like this sucks I would just quit and stop writing because oh, I can yeah. do what I have read kind of thing and mm-hmm. now I'm learning to get over that and kind of like yeah it sucks but you have to
1: get Yeah, through. you and me and both brother out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same. I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, yeah, le- learning to give yourself a little grace so you can keep keep making progress.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, and making it more of just for my own ability and talent versus, or not talent, but my own, for myself versus rather other people. Because I've always been like, well, if I'm writing this and no one else is going to read it, then what's the point of putting my time and effort into it? Mm. Um, but now it's like I'm just going to put. What do what I want to do, and hopefully, if something comes out of that, awesome. If not, I'm learning a lot. I'm having fun. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So th- you're the you're the second one, uh, and we've I mean we've only had two other guests on here, so you're the third. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Josh, um, uh, a guest that we had on here, um, my my old roommate and best man at my wedding, uh, he was inspired off the Redwall series as well. Uh, I've never read it. I, I've seen the, I've seen the, um, seen the pictures and stuff like that, and it looks like right up my alley though. But uh, did you? Were you like? Was that something that was like assigned in school, or was it just something that like your parents introduced you to? Or,
3: I, it's hard to remember from way back then, but I think it was my second grade teacher that, um, I don't know if she assigned it for something or if she just came up to me and knew of stuff that i was interested in how i was reading was like a recommended red wall or Mossflower. i think was the first book and then kind of just went from there that's cool yeah and his yeah his story that uh he was talking about on that podcast I was like oh that sounds so much like red wall and so like uh <laughs> please write it <laughs> yeah
1: an itch that you haven't been able to scratch in too long <laughs> yes <laughs> that's great uh how about uh what are your what are your favorite right what's your favorite writing genre like favorite works uh oh man it doesn't have to be your top but just like toss them out there like you mean favorite
2: genre to to write in or to
1: read in Ooh, that's i want to know both yeah for reading i
3: mean i've anything that's good like every genre has those masterworks so um Fantasy and sci-fi is like where I originally started, and now like classic lit. Um, Russian literature is probably my absolute favorite. So that's Dostoevsky, Tolstoy, um, solzhenitsyn and uh, I just love their their stuff. Um, really?
1: Yeah. I don't know if I've I've ever read any Russian literature. Um, can you recommend anything?
3: Um, my absolute favorite is The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. Um, he deals with a lot of like philosophical and theological kind of like conflicts and ideas of um, the problem of evil. So it's very, uh, it's incredible. His characters are so compelling because they are the most human characters I've ever met, with just not being one note, always being kind of all over the place. You never know what they're going to do at times. Oh, um, I love that. And yeah, he has some really. Good, interesting commentary on like Christian theology and ideas about God and Christ and um, Christendom uh, that I find just fascinating and really interesting. So I'd probably recommend him. uh, But
1: is it like is it like sword and board fantasy or is what what uh, kind of time period would it be? Or
3: no, he's um, it's all like pretty much eighteen fifties, eighteen sixties, like Russia. Um, so it's just, that one's following like a family and kind of has this mystery um, aspect gotcha. to it around a murder uh,
1: so cool okay I've got to read about, about the Brothers Karamazov. Yeah. so favorite genre to write in
3: Um, fantasy fantasy is probably my favorite that's the one I'm working on right now with most of my time and energy um, But I really want to mix like fantasy and like literature um that's kind of what i'm hoping for so you know different questions about life being striving struggling suffering Mm -hmm. stuff like that um Mm so kind of mixing those different things um,
1: yeah
2: okay that's a great lead into my next question if if you have any particular goals in writing
3: um right now my goal is just to finish a book (laughs) like a a novel like book um and then kind of from there i guess we'll see where where things go i mean i'd love to get published sometime but uh right now i'm just trying to write as much as i can like the last year i'm tracking how much writing i've done and i have like two hundred twenty-five thousand words between all of my everything i've written but only like a hundred k or so on my main project that I'm working on, so hopefully I can get that main project done and then go from there. Um, I have is that Wilderwind? Yeah, Wilderwind is the the big one, the the big one right now. So. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I, w- I want to hear about that.
3: Um, how long do you have?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> give us this. I mean, don't spoil anything crazy, right? Give us yeah. a
1: give us a tease. Mm-hmm. Hmm. as if you were you were telling someone about a book that you really want them to read but you don't want to ruin anything
4: yeah
3: yeah um i'd say wilderwind is it's a story about a father and his son um going to extreme lengths to survive and thrive in a very chaotic world um it's a world where it survival of the fittest is kind of the be-all end-all and um, probably the most interesting interesting thing about it is the Wilderwind or uh, the time winds the change winds um, mm. they are at a time a place where uh, time only happens in certain areas at certain times and it moves around the globe so you have these people that are trapped trying to Get in the winds to have food, um, which leads to conflict between people, animals, etc. Uh, so it's kind of them just dealing with their environment and dealing with the people that kind of come out of that environment uh, and the different social uh, clash as uh, as he tries to save his son's life and uh, get reunited
1: with his people again. Oh man, oh, man. that yeah the the um, concept of like change winds and time winds and stuff like that that's that sounds that sounds interesting I, I'm, I'm excited to see how you're how you're doing that how you're tackling that beast
2: yeah i actually read the prologue tim has this up in the right guys workshop so if anybody wants to jump in the discord and read uh the prologue of wilderwind it is on there and it is really good it's really cool
1: hell yeah uh so what uh how how, how do you think right guys has helped you they so far me, like, s- on since you hopped on hold on to that <laughs> Sorry. so how many pages on like on, actu- on on Wilderwind do you have hammered out you think
3: I mean I'm at 105,000 words so I don't know how many yeah. pages that is but that's like 200 some I think probably in a standard novel or
1: yeah, or maybe I don't know. That's awesome, man. That's a that's a good chunk of work. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't know how me- how much of that will stay once past the edits, but at this point, I'm just like write everything down, and then you can edit out what you don't need. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so uh, like I said, uh, uh how, how do you think Right Guys has helped you since you uh found us back then?
0: Uh, I think the
3: biggest. Biggest thing is just having an outlet to write and challenge myself where you get to you know, have a smaller story that you can write from beginning to end or have that kind of uh, resolved plot in it. Uh, it lets me play around with different genres. So I try to stretch my capabilities and thoughts and play around with different um, writing styles or uh, kind of going outside of the genres that I'm working on otherwise. Uh, and then, I mean, just the consistency getting the chair time in making sure that you're putting in the work is the biggest thing I think mm. um, and then I mean the other part is just hearing all the other stories and creatives that are out there uh like that the Mario story um, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ben's, Ben's ballad with like the Titanic uh all, oh yeah oh, and there's just so much good stuff that I would never think of so it's it's cool to see that and inspired
1: and kind of yeah absolutely yeah that the the, uh i totally relate with you on the like being able to hop around to different genres i just never would you know and and also like it kind of gets my mind off of the projects that are always up here and it's just like i'm never not thinking about it and then sometimes to sit down and write when you've been thinking about something for that long it's so daunting but then to like write like a a horror um, 101 Dalmatians little thing you know it's like oh this is fresh yeah I do want to sit down okay and then after after you like what you've done you're like okay maybe I'll hop on and work on this chapter on blah 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 now you know and it kind of just breaks the ice on that it feels good
3: yeah absolutely and I'm trying to see with some of the prompts if they can fit into some of those ideas to be like I have this idea let's try to throw it into this short story or this prompt and see if it fits and see if something comes out of it too yeah Uh, that's helpful as well if if you see any of those openings
1: yeah absolutely very cool well Um, do you have any oh go for it,
2: man. yeah do you have any suggestions for us going forward for right guys
3: for like the podcast yeah yeah
1: i mean we're we're just winging this thing so
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh man Well, I mean, I think I told Ben some uh, on the Discord server, which you guys did with, like, the chapters to make it a little bit easier to help follow the episodes. Um, The only big thing I could think of is just that we can just get more, a little bit more discussion and more uh, relationship going on, like, the Discord. I think that's Mm. kind of the lifeblood of of the podcast and of getting people excited and involved. Um, but as to how to do that, that's difficult because there's so yeah. many other factors involved. <laughs> <with
1: time. laughs> no, that's a, that's a great tip. That's uh that's something that Ben and I have both been talking about. Just like, like cutting out that time to get in and just engage more. And uh, I don't know, just encourage, you know, whether it's through sharing our own stuff more on there or just, just encourage the the inter, the exchange of uh, of of encouragement and support and feedback and all that, and just kind of make it more and more of a warm place to come and hang out and talk about writing and share writing and sharpen up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always the the, the
2: posts in the community that I see there that I always go back to. I do appreciate so much, and I think like the Discord is such a great place to share ideas and to like send things around. So yeah, I definitely would encourage everybody to get involved and I I definitely do have to get in there more with with my schedule. Jumping in there I, like
1: a couple times a week, I'm like always playing catch up on things. I know, and, I've, and Ben's always texting me like, hey, you wanna hop in the Discord? You wanna hop in the Discord? <laughs> it would be cool if you hop in that Discord. I'm like, yes, yes, I do.
3: <laughs> yes, that is a cool idea. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: I am going to do that.
3: <laughs> and I will say, um, I mean, Ben gave like feedback on that Wilderland of Prologue, and I thought that was really helpful and cool just to be able to, you know, get on a call and talk with him a little bit about it. Um, I would love to do that for anyone who has any work or wants any feedback. Uh, I'm here to help and would love to uh, help in that way if, if anyone's interested because, yeah uh, love reading love writing love creatives in general and know that we need a lot of support and sometimes need a little stick to the stick in the butt to
0: <laughs> keep the
1: support. yeah absolutely yeah. and and most of most of the work we do as writers uh we're the only company we have in it and we're we're I, I I don't want to speak for everybody here but uh my my support of myself in writing is normally negative so and doubtful you, and so having someone else be like oh I like this that was a good thing and oh you know just think about this and I'm like oh yes okay all right cool it is a cool idea
3: Have you seen um <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall at all
1: yeah.
3: Yes Oh that clip of like Peter singing to himself Peter you suck I'm like oh that's just <laughs> Yeah <laughs> that whole clip is my, interdu- my uh,
1: monologue a lot right? oh yeah <laughs> golly you think about like uh when you have your book finished eventually and you're looking at it on the shelf and just think about all of those moments where you just crashed and burned and then had to like get pull yourself from the rubble and dust yourself off and and hope and believe again and then crash and burn again and then pull yourself up and uh it's oh, just yeah. gonna i i dream of that moment too i can't wait to see my first book on the shelf it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome
3: yeah it reminds me of um of this woman mountain climber boulderer yanya Garnbrey she's like i don't know an incre- incredible competitive climber and she was talking about basically she just wants to have fun work hard and not be afraid to fail i was like oh like i need that to not just in writing, but kind of in life in general.
1: <laughs> but okay. in, in writing. And she's a mountain climber. Yeah. She, she's gotta <laughs> succeed. <laughs> Dang, but no, that's true. I, I was actually just thinking about that. Um I got off I, I had just got back from a trip and I did some uh some soul searching on it and everything and uh one of the things that I uh kind of those looking at yourself in the mirror moments where I was thinking about how I, sometimes I'm uh, I'm afraid to finish something and it's a subconscious thing. And so I will put so many things in the way of working on it, especially when it's getting close to the end because if I finish it, then there's a chance of it being bad. <laughs> and 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 everyone finding out that I don't know what I'm doing, you know, like. Uh, but it it's so it's so real though, you know. And and you do have to adopt that. You have to find that in you to adopt that thing. You're just like, I don't I don't care if this fails or not. Like a, it's like journey before destination. Like this is this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. And as long as I'm working on it, I'm doing it. You know. And I've finished this, and then the other thing i get get caught up on is like i want to write a lot of books yeah (laughs) so i gotta finish one you know i can't like if i if i finish one it's not great like i I want to start another one and do that then maybe that will would be good maybe you write three books and your and then your third one hits you know and yeah and then then you keep writing
3: (laughs) i think brandon sanderson said he wrote like 10 or 12 books before he had one that was
1: good enough to actually go out and was like oh. god did you did you see that uh his latest post the uh, of like his secret projects oh yeah with the, the kickstarter new kickstarter yeah that new kickstarter
3: yeah
1: yeah that's what he did with covid uh-huh. <laughs> with the quarantine and everything like that it's, it's like what like 12 books yeah <laughs> a few finished like other ones in the works golly yeah his work ethic is insane yeah spare time wild man yeah and yeah
3: and he does that with his online presence with his youtube and like streaming stuff too It's crazy how is he's able to interact with like his community which i think is huge and something that authors need to take advantage of with uh, the plethora of YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly. Especially with, with how vivid his worlds are, you know, like uh, you can really live in it and, and let your own imagination run in it. It's really yeah. cool.
3: Cosmere is a different beast from a lot of places. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, What, um, I wanted to ask you, what, what would you like to see done on right guys? And I'm trying to think of like uh, other ways that I would, I would, phrase that, but like, uh, um, like if you would like to see any particular segments
2: come back or like new ideas, new, new, like any particular topic that you want to see
1: or any like challenge ideas or yeah, like anything
2: that uh, maybe has come up that we haven't gotten around to yet, or that you've been looking forward to,
1: or that you would like us to go back to, or also, uh, guest ideas and stuff like that. <laughs>
3: You should try to get Brandon Sanderson.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, Or Steven Erickson, except for you guys don't know him, so I don't know how that would work. But I know he does stuff on YouTube. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know if the feedback or, I guess it depends on what your main audience, what you're trying to do with your audience. Because I don't know if, like, I want to be a, would love to be a professional. I'm trying to work towards that day by day, but I don't know if everyone else is doing that. Cause some people might be just looking for, you know, a prompt to just keep creative, keep fun. Um, I don't know, that'd probably be something to ask the community of what is your goal? What's your focus? Um, Cause I think like the prompts are super fun. Um, I know I'd like mentioned the one that I saw was with uh, Quentin Tarantino. He worked on his dialogue by basically taking a, a scene from a movie and then trying to remember the main points, and then doing his own dialogue to kind of go through that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of a cool practice to do. Like find a scene in a movie or a book, and then try to rewrite it for yourself or put your own twist in, but still hit those um, plot points because you have to kind of think through the character, think of new ways to kind of do the same thing. Uh, and then you can develop your own voice and writing style, which I think is pretty cool. Um,
1: That's a cool challenge. Cool I like that. Yeah.
3: yeah. And you can get the screenwriters in on that a lot because it's all screenwriting stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And when you're talking about like 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 sussing out whether people are kind of wanting to, wanting to take these like craft projects more seriously, do you mean just, just in terms of like how difficult the topics are? Do you mean actually in terms of how we're getting feedback as well?
3: I mean, it could be either i was thinking kind of in like how tough the the thing is um like going from the one word out to the thousand word story was really cool and interesting um i was like joking and thinking to myself like they're just gonna keep doing this each week and we're gonna have
1: a (laughs) everyone's gonna have a book by the end of this (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, trick you into writing your first book. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Take a long time, but you Yeah. It, it kind of does work like that. Um But yeah, I, I don't know
0: how helpful that is of an answer that is,
1: but Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's great. Um well, we uh we're going to wrap this up, but uh do you have any pieces that you'd like to share with us right now? Like any any recent writings or any uh, like any clips from Wilderwind that you could read for us, or
3: oh man, putting me on the spot. Uh,
2: let me or if see. you just want to plug something and you want to, yeah, yeah, you know, just just kind of like just something that works, but
1: give you the give you the the platform. Yeah.
3: Oh man, um, I mean, I have a lot of different stories and stuff. Uh, if people want to give feedback or. Get a gander at Wilderwin. I would absolutely love that. Uh, that's on the Discord. You can go there, check it out.
1: Um, which which channel is that in on the Discord?
3: That is under the Workshop channel.
1: Cool, um, okay.
3: I'm not sure how. Yeah. Uh, so that's there. Uh, I have other stuff that would be cool, but uh, the biggest thing I'd recommend and push people to do is either get down and put in chair time, uh, try to find 30 minutes a week, 30 minutes a day, whatever you kind of are looking for. Um, and also just get out there and read in the genre, read outside the genre, read, uh, Mm -hmm. as you're able to, because there's so much creative stuff out there in new ways that I've seen and like learned from different authors that I would love to incorporate and take away. Um, and I think writing is a very personal, um, genre and art and so don't be afraid to get vulnerable be yourself put your Mm. heart into it uh that's what i'm trying to do and working on uh as i think uh as like ray bradbury i think said each book is a person and you get to learn and see a little side of that person so uh,
1: um yeah that's That's great man absolutely that's that's we were we were touched on that in the, the honesty episode, you know. I, I think you you said it uh, brilliantly right there, uh, where it's just, it really is like it, writing. Creative writing is is a very personal thing, so if you if you if you try to filter yourself, you're only gonna you're only gonna your art's gonna just suffer for no reason. <laughs> it's yeah. totally against the point. I've 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 been
2: finding like. Even if I try to write something, to hide something, like, the more I write, the more it, like, is, like, true, usually. So I just, like, keep writing, and it keeps being more revealing and embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but better and better. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. damn it. This is, this is very vulnerable and very <laughs> embarrassing, but it's also my best song yet. So I have to put it oh, out. Exactly. <laughs> it's troubling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. a trajectory that I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. God, dude, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm there right now working on this new album, but awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Tim. It's great to have you on here, man.
3: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, I also do have a kind of or fun Oh Sleeper project that I've been working on, uh, kind of oh. taking from the sleeper verse. So you guys have, you've been a big uh, inspiration for that.
1: Uh, so, really? Yeah. What are you working on?
3: Uh, it's kind of a l- loose take of uh, When I Am God, kind of making a, the concept album part of that, uh, and then taking other... Um, things that you've come up with from sun of the morning and children of fire uh to build out the world and uh so i have that i have like a rough arc for that that i have done that's fun but uh needs to work in editing that i haven't been able to do so far but
1: that sounds uh, so rad dude i would love to read that thing whenever yeah, whenever, you, whenever you get it to where you're uh to a point where you're ready to share it i want to i want to read it man that sounds awesome it's fantasy
3: blood and guts and then
1: your lyrics involved <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> very cool do you got a name for it i
3: just have it called when i am god and then each chapter is named after a track in the song
1: so. oh sick yeah oh, that's gonna be cool yeah, <laughs> yeah man very cool
3: um yeah no thanks for having me on uh hope that you guys have a good rest of your night and uh hope that we all can keep writing i know i really appreciate what you guys have done appreciate not just listening to all the art and creative stuff that you've talked about but also uh just like your friendship with one another and the things you talk about and discuss i think has been really cool and interesting and uh yeah, I'm looking forward to some more writing challenges where I can write you guys into it
0: somehow.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, man. This is yeah, super encouraging. So and It's a pleasure to, to finally meet you, put a face with the name.
3: Yeah. Nice to meet you guys too and have a good one. Yeah, great awesome.
1: chatting with you, Tim. You too.
2: Bye. Bye. See ya. So first off, where are you guys from and what do you do? And maybe... Who who are you as well?
5: <laughs> sure. Do you want to start?
6: Sure thing. So my name is Jameson, and we live close to Sacramento, um, Citrus Heights, and I forgot the third question.
5: Oh, what we do for a living? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What
5: you and do. I'm Shannon, and um, so I'm an English teacher. That's and awesome. And Jameson is a mental competency trainer, which means he works with people who have been convicted of crimes and helps them be competent to stand trial in court.
1: Wow. That is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. You did great. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I,
5: I learned <laughs> your spiel and how to keep it as like the explanation of your job as concise as possible.
1: <laughs> I could definitely see myself trying to explain that being like, "Um, so it's kind of like this. He deals with these people, blah, blah. That was perfect, though. Yeah, I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, don't ask me to read it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's cool. How did you get into uh, How did y'all get into your fields?
6: Uh, well, I got mine during the uh, pandemic mid Pandy. And uh-huh. like, man, I want to have something that's utilizing this psych degree that I'm working towards. And Ideally, something that's going to be like part time because I'm still in school. I'm in a master's program for counseling. Like, I kind of need this weird thing to kind of just work out. And I saw that uh, maybe day two of being online, and I was just like, "There's no way! I'm totally not qualified for this." And yeah, you know, I applied, and they deemed me qualified, which is great.
1: That is so cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So this is this is fresh. This is uh, you're what? A year in, something like that. Year and a half. Yeah, in. A
6: little, little over a year into it, and I love it. It Gives me a great opportunity to to teach, but to be like one on one with clients, uh, which is something that I really like, and I feel like um, it's really meaningful. I really get a lot. Of, I get a kick out of people going, "Wow, I can't understand how you do that. Like that's so wild." And I'm just like, "Hey, I can't understand why some people cook for a living. It's it's awesome. I'm glad." Yeah, you did, but. That's not how my brain is wired so I'm glad that there's people out here willing to do things that uh that other people find maybe difficult or confusing.
1: Yeah, yeah, something that, that comes more natural to you and you're Hopefully. also helping people which I'm is super rewarding. Yeah. How much do you find that you're you're drawing
2: on your writing knowledge for your job? For my job. yeah. Uh, It
6: gives me a lot of material to work
2: for, to work
6: with, because I meet some of the most interesting people there. And Mm. um, I hear stories that just kind of break my heart. And then I hear other stories. I'm like, oh, okay, I understand why you're in this position, but you're trying to like better yourself um, and like put your foot in the right direction. And I want to help you get to that point. Uh, So it's really cool to to see them. uh, um,
2: Yeah, see those journeys
6: yeah exactly i'm in the people's mid journey and so uh-huh, utilizing uh-huh. that as like a way to inspire um like different stories and different elements i just think is really cool people yeah. are fascinating to me so, oh yeah
2: um, yeah no it's, excellent. Is- it's like i mean we all draw from life and experience and it's like being out there being in like some of the most like heated and dramatic situations like mm-hmm. you'll definitely like See growth and see change, like see character development. See, you know, yeah. In
0: real
2: and time. so, so obviously, like writing itself, not having to do much with your job in particular. How how did you get into writing, and Shannon as well? How did you get
1: into writing? Yeah, and I also want to know how Shannon got into English. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yes. Oh, I. When I was young, I really wanted to write fantasy young adult sci-fi novels and um my family was like you will never make a living doing that <laughs> um and they were like you should at least get a degree where you can get a job um and so i was like you know what if i major in english then i can do both i can mm-hmm. learn how to write and i can be an english teacher too um and um, it's funny because in college, uh, when I first took creative writing, it was really discouraging. Like mm. uh, like, the like, I don't know if I just got a bad teacher or not a great environment. It was at community college too. So it's not like this was like the Harvard of writing school, right. but like it was very competitive and everyone was sort of like, I don't know, how could I say like uh, gate- gatekeeping a little bit? Uh-huh. And so, like, I lost a lot of steam for creative writing in college, oh. which is really sad because it was something I really loved. And um, obviously, I like, like teaching that to kids because that's what I do now for work. And, like, I just wanted to say, like, such a huge thank you to you guys because, like, this is, like, one of the most, like, positive writing environments that I've ever been in. And... To be able to like submit my stuff, I'm like, oh, they won't read it. Like thinking about like my college <laughs> experience where people are just like picking apart each other's stuff. And to hear you guys like reading, reading it and like enjoying it and like laughing at the parts that were supposed to be funny. It's like
1: <laughs> 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 Oh good. Hey, there's Cassie. Hey, hey. Welcome to the bar, Cassie. <laughs> You're not gonna card her, are you?
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, she's good. We yeah, know the owner.
2: She. This is the ghostwriter that actually wrote most of the stories you <laughs> yeah. guys submitted for <laughs> the
1: show. <is> <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, I, I, had a, I had a similar experience in college, um, really? where I the the creative things that I pursued in college were very gatekeeper ish. That was a good word yeah. for it. Um, like I, I, I took on um, a, a minor in in piano and uh and then i was in radio television and film and Mm -hmm. both of them it was like whatever you had to bring to the table it was like not even worth my time reading this not even worth my time like you know like like oh you'll get there after you pay your dues you're just a freshman or you're just a sophomore and it's like it's like but it's it could be good right now like like what you know and, and and it was very much like um it was very much uh there is one way to do it, and this is how you write fiction. This is how you play. Um, you know, I remember I, I had I had a, a challenge that was like it was like write a, a piece of music that uh, that inspired off of Beethoven. That's like obviously inspired off of Beethoven. And I was like, perfect. I love Beethoven. Okay, yeah. so I wrote this piece, and I got into argument with my with my teacher. So I was playing it, and I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed it, and it was my one of my favorite projects and then uh and then they were like they're like you uh, would never write anything like that that oh, doesn't wow. sound like him i was like okay like yes. <laughs> I, I it was just like it took the soul out of it and it made me not want to play yes. piano anymore like the same thing with with film too i was like ah, there's no really heart in it anymore um <laughs> well i'm so glad to hear that uh that you're getting that uh that encouragement from from right guys that's awesome
5: yeah, it's been great, and it's also really validating to hear you say that about like the academic world. It's yeah, like, why? Why are people like this? I don't know if maybe it's like some professors like have an ego or something. Or they don't want their students to show them up, or I don't know. Yeah, what it is. I
1: don't, I don't know either. I don't. Um, but then you hear about, but the cool thing about the creative world is that you've got <laughs> you've got people on both sides, and and it's pretty much even when you hear about like oh, yeah, I went to I went to blah, blah, blah university and got, and did a, got a creative writing degree. And then you've got one person's like, I just go to Starbucks every day after work and, and write. And they're both killing it, you know? So you just kind of figure out what works for you.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's why the internet is kind of cool too because there's like such a huge audience. It's the whole world, right? And so maybe your stuff isn't impressive to like, this one specific professor, but there could be like this huge community online that resonates with your stuff, Mm
1: -hmm.
5: which is really cool.
1: Absolutely. And I got to say, I thoroughly enjoy reading, uh, both of y'all's pieces whenever y'all shoot, whenever y'all shoot them in, you've got, you've got very, uh, you're both, uh, like well-spoken and, uh, and eloquent writers, but you also have two totally different styles, which is, it's, it's fun to see them come in and, uh, and see which routes y'all take that's cool yeah, your you. guys
2: stories are always a, a huge highlight <laughs> thank you so
5: much we like your stuff too oh, hey wow.
1: thanks yeah
2: <laughs> i i relate to a lot of your experiences as well shannon like i mean down, like i also like wanted to be a fiction writer from a super young age and was like told by basically every like every adult around me that that was something that I wouldn't be able to make money doing I banked for like film in college because I was like maybe that's a way to spin writing into something more lucrative Mm -hmm. um and and I had experiences there with collaboration environments like it was that the environment was so competitive it (laughs) was like almost counterintuitive to learning how to work in, in in an inherently collaborative industry like you can't make film alone but like that is that is how the program is designed yeah to separate students and like put pit them against each other for each project and it's like what's really going on like how are we supposed to learn the things we're actually supposed to be learning
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy absolutely i don't know how i don't know how we got off the rails on that with with academia you know like the the especially with with uh, art and creative pursuits like like yeah. film or songwriting or uh, anything that's um, uh, I don't know that easily stealable. Um, you've got the whole you've got the whole like uh, lack of trust in the classroom too, where you're like you don't want to share your your story with somebody else because you're worried they're going to steal your ideas or something like that, or th- or vice versa and. I don't know. It mm-hmm. just, it was, it, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Um, but how, well, how'd you guys uh, find right guys? Wait, I didn't hear about
2: how Jameson got into writing.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: to be fair, that was a short answer. We're all sleeper fans. And so, Oh, nice. Back. It popped up right away.
1: <laughs> awesome.
6: For, wait a second. Um, but yeah, to answer uh, Ben's question, how did I get into writing? um yeah yeah (laughs) tell them i mean you did write all of our stuff so this is (laughs) hers um so kind of happened by by chance uh i love stories because i naturally just love people and i want to hear their story and it's always been something i've been interested in um but I haven't really applied these skills so uh, until very recently. So what I did was I would just like hang out with my friends and want to dissect movies. And mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to have these friends who would be like, okay, well, why was Interstellar great in this way or poor in this other way? And let's just dissect some of these themes and talk about it. And so I was like, well, what would I do differently with this film? and but that's kind of where the ideas stopped until i met shannon and so when we started dating she really inspired me like you can just write your own thing you know and she had had shown me some of the things that she had written and i'm just like blown away oh my gosh like i can't believe how good this is like someone that i know let alone am dating like i she's just this good so I was working at Walgreens at the time and I just got this idea for a story. And so I would like roll out extra blank receipts and just like start scribbling stuff down. Yeah. Like, do this. Like, this This is my, this, I'm not going to let this just be a pipe dream. I'm going to accomplish this like one day.
5: J.K. Rowling wrote like part of Harry Potter on Starbucks napkins. <laughs>
6: yeah. I thought it was so original until she told me that. Like, it <laughs> <was kill. laughs> I've given up <laughs> on being completely original, though.
2: Like, not, she's never normal. gonna let you get away with it. She's gonna. Right. Well, greens is
6: its own
5: thing. Yeah. You make. You do. What you true. gotta do.
0: You're the
1: first I, one. Here. You're the first one I heard writing stories on receipts. So, so you yeah. can own that right now. Yeah. Like, that's I haven't heard anyone else doing it. So.
6: I will. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I've totally given up on the idea that I have to be completely unique and original, and when that happened it's like the floodgates just opened up for creativity Mm. uh, with stories and with music um and um so it's when i decided i'm gonna wear two different hats i'm gonna put on the creative hat and i'm not gonna be judgmental over my writing i'm not gonna try to um pick apart my lyrics too much and Mm. i'm just gonna let it free flow and then on a separate day, I'll put on the editor hat and just like kind of let that go. Um, And that will uh, improve slightly over time to where, you know, now some of the songs that I've written and some of the pieces that I've written um, of different stories, I'm like quite proud of. And it wasn't until right guys that I actually let other people see this because I haven't even shown Shannon
1: like oh wow that
6: I've been working on it <laughs> like I'm like in my mad scientist's office going no you can't see it until <laughs> it's yeah perfect. it's like well how is it even going to get to a point where it's readable unless other people read it first and it's like this is working this could use some work so I just really appreciate the right guys community for um, being able to
0: yeah, I just kind
1: of out sometimes. <laughs> oh man i'm so happy to hear that man that's yeah. that's incredible uh yeah. and, and and it's also inspiring um you know like, like you've been walking around with this with these concepts and everything and 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 writing these cool stories and stuff and i don't know you just if you don't really if you don't I don't know sit down and at, and talk to someone about it or something like that you may never get to experience these things yeah. um i think that's wonderful i'm stoked what so i uh where is where is your story are, are is the one you're talking about the one that we just did with like the the spell story tavern one
6: yeah actually it is um but those characters did not exist until you gave the prompts.
1: Oh, nice.
6: Yeah, and so I'm like, I'm just gonna, in case this is like not what I'm going for, I'm not gonna be bogged down by like um, continuity <laughs> problems, and I'm just gonna let this be an world story. And if I dig the characters, <laughs> then I might just like include that in the plot, uh, plot B. Uh, That's cool. What's going on? And it totally fits. So I'm like, okay, this they actually might show yeah. up and. In, in the book as a as the b story
1: thank yeah I hope oh, that's we so see exciting them. me too yeah thank you guys <laughs> i i i loved uh both of y'all's um uh take on like both of y'all's magic systems were really cool oh thank you um, the the uh what was it they were like the you, jameson you did the sigils and uh and runes and stuff like where i loved the the prep work um when he when he hung his rope you know and or the what was it it was like a rune rope or something it was whatever it was it was super sick (laughs) yeah and then jay and then uh shannon when you had uh your character's uh like granddad watching the news and then like And then and then writing it down in every single language i was like oh, what a good detail like that really brought it to life you know and then fun. he's affecting the un and it was such a cool like power level check and i was like oh yeah. like, dang that is sick it
5: was a it was a fun one to write because that's something i haven't written any fantasy in like years and so that challenge was the first time i was like oh dang like, I literally, it's been years since I've written any fantasy. So, like,
1: I'm glad. Awesome. You- yeah. What uh, what age uh, English do you teach?
5: So, this year I taught 9th, 10th, and
1: 11th. Oh, cool. Uh,
5: yeah. So, next year I'm thinking about going down to middle school. So- oh. So.
1: Do you I- see, like, are you, are you reading papers all the time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how do you find, how do both of y'all find time to write? It, I mean, it sounds like you, you have some pretty demanding professions.
5: You know, the way I feel it is like, um, I really try to get my work stuff done during my work hours, or at least try to be at school when I do that stuff. So that when I come home, it can be like, there's a clear divide between work stuff and fun stuff. Mm. um also having the documents app on my phone has really helped because times when i would be scrolling through social media i can work on a story instead that that's been really helpful
2: mm. yeah so, good call yeah which app like, do you use for that
5: i just use the google documents app.
1: google docs same yeah <laughs> google docs is great All of all of right, guys is done on Google Docs. Oh, nice! Yeah,
6: sponsorship.
1: Yeah. Hey, (laughs) we're begging for this this free software. (laughs) But yeah, how about you, Jansen? How do you find time to write?
6: During the most private moments, uh, (laughs) which I won't share on here, but also (laughs) on a
1: Google Doc. I think we all have that kind of chair time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right.
6: That's more like throne time.
1: Throne time, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's I, a sacred love, space. It it totally is. Yeah, um, it's uh, sacrificing time, leisure time that I would have been spending doing anything else.
0: Watching
1: um, yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Sleep his leisure uh, <laughs> well
1: that. cassie sees to that for sure right oh yeah i like,
5: <laughs> don't know what sleep is anymore uh-uh.
1: I get to sleep. You don't get to sleep. Oh my she,
5: she, she's I'm sorry sure.
2: about your editing for this episode, you guys. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: I'm not going
1: to do much editing. This is, yeah. You
2: should just be apologizing to the viewers right now. <laughs> you full blast, baby. Her
5: phone's on, my baby.
1: I, I love it, though. I, mean, I, I think it's so cool. We have a we have a whole family on here right now. This is, yeah. this is just awesome. This, um,
6: this is real life. This it is. is
1: absolutely, and you're writing, and you're writing good stuff, and you're like, you're finding the time between baby and and jobs, new job, uh, both both demanding jobs and everything, and and then also having a relationship, which is you know another time commitment. Uh, Plus, yeah, I think it's, it's five, inspiring. five, I think is going to be the record in the bar for
2: a long time. Yeah. Like yeah, five people in we here. We just packed five. Oh five yeah. Guys in yeah. We're
6: we're breaking fire codes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. The,
5: the maximum for the right guys bar, like
2: right.
1: Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, it's getting packed in here. So what um what are uh, each of your favorite uh, writing genres and fa- so just some examples of some of your favorite works from those genres. Mm. Oh, of like to
5: read. Or to
1: yeah, do you find yourself I, just probably, like. Oh, man. Let's start with reading. Yeah, okay.
5: Favorite writing genre to read? Oh, my gosh. Probably for me, the first thing that pops into my mind is like dystopia. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Fahrenheit 451 or like yeah, 1984. Yeah, I think Absolutely. that's my favorite. I like teaching that too. Mm
2: hmm. And does that go down to like? Do you care for Hunger Games?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Hunger Games, is awesome, love, love Hunger Games. But yeah, even um, I, I even like that in like, like I think Children of Fire falls under that too. Mm-hmm.
1: I can yeah, so yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's absolutely a a dystopian landscape, following some like uh, some some wanderers uh, in that area finding out how to live and everything and yeah. where right and wrong stands in a collapsed society.
5: Yeah. I had my yeah. uh I had my students uh look at O oh, Sleeper lyrics once when we were doing poetry.
1: Oh nice. Yeah. That They're is lo- so cool.
5: Yeah. I did it without the music too. I just printed out the lyrics and said like, you know, here's your poem. Tell
1: oh, like, that's so oh. rad. And they- You might you might tell me which ones you you chose.
5: Yeah, we did my uh my all-time favorite song is um chewing the stitch.
1: Oh nice. so we did
5: we did chewing the stitch.
1: That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
5: But and then afterwards, because I, I had like a lot of songs that they could choose from and they had to figure out what this basically analyzed poetry.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Song lyrics, and afterwards I'm like now when you listen to the actual like sound of the song, it's gonna maybe help you understand the the themes better or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had a big old group of I had a lot of ninth graders who really like rock and metal. And so oh, nice. they, when they heard Chewing the stitch, they're like, this song is amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. That's yeah. awesome. Oh man, that's so cool. How about you how about you, Jameson? Where are uh, your favorite genres to to read.
6: It's definitely fantasy. Yeah which, uh, if that wasn't painfully obvious, uh, <laughs> but uh, man, I have been uh, digging Sanderson so much.
1: Oh, that,
6: oh my word, I Wait. finished uh, The Way of Kings a couple weeks
0: ago.
1: That book is awesome. Oh a You have started a journey and it is all about the journey before destination. <laughs> So, you you just finished Way of Kings. Uh, Have you started? uh, It's Oathbringers next, right? Words of Radiance. Words of Radiance next, yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you started that yet?
6: I have not started it yet because (sighs) I have several books on my uh, TBR that I need to kind of finish up. Yeah. And Way of Kings was something that I had on audiobook, which is one of the reasons why I was able to finish it because it's 48 hours long yeah and for the kid that's yeah <laughs> that's rough so i'm trying to finish my the books that i have in in hard copy that i've had open for a while before i crack it open because that was it was very tempting to just go right on in and i'm like well if i jump right on in after finishing you know the the books might kind of like you know Sway into one another, and yeah. I might not get the the distinction between the two. I just kind of want to sit on it for a yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, that's that's wise. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much. He's so he's so his worlds are so so dense, and the when the avalanche happens, the Sanderson avalanche happens, and it all just comes to fruition. Uh, it's good to take some days and just like simmer on it and be like,
6: God. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started with Mistborn because that's what was recommended first. It's like you if you want to tru- get to trust him, like, you know, read Mistborn, see how you do. Yeah. Read all three super fast.
2: Yeah,
1: that's awesome.
6: Oh my gosh. And I'm like I,
1: okay. I haven't read Mistborn yet. I need to. Yeah. Some really great twists and turns. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That's sick. So what about uh, well I guess uh, that kind of touches on on the next part of that. Uh, what about some of y'all's favorite works from from mm-hmm those genres like that you think just that you always think back on and, and inspire you.
0: Shannon.
5: Oh man. I really love Ray Bradbury a lot. Hmm. I make my kids read a lot of Ray Bradbury. Um, like a lot of his short stories too. Um, he's probably my, he's probably my favorite. (laughs) I really like Tolkien, too. I know. Um,
1: What is is it about Ray Bradbury specifically that that, that kind of stands out to you that that really kind of strums your heartstrings?
5: I feel like he had a really good grasp on, like, what the world would look like in the future. Hmm. But was a little more hopeful than, like, uh, Albus Huxley. Okay, yeah. he has happy endings in a lot of his stuff, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, especially <laughs> after reading a dystopian world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's still hope.
5: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I appreciate that you know I yeah especially if it's you know something something sad and gloomy you know hey look at this horrible future it's like eh, but there's some good in the world left that's, mm-hmm. that's good for me
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I also that's like cool. it,
5: that it's like a uh like a kind of a warning to the people of like mm-hmm. the present.
1: Yeah.
5: Like. Yes. I I appreciate that. Like the um, don't let this happen, rather than like this is like the inevitable future. So. Right. That's something I appreciate about his stuff a lot. For
0: yeah.
2: sure. I love <laughs> that. Height 451.
5: Me
1: too. Mm. I love so it. So good. Did y'all see Equilibrium? Mm-mm. No. Oh okay. I. Uh, it's it, it it's like Fahrenheit 451 without being called Fahrenheit 451. Like when you're watching it, they're like, okay, there's no way, there's no way this isn't based off of that. Like, but it's really good. It's, it's like Christian Bale oh, and nice. uh, uh, what's his name? Tay Diggs. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 uh, I highly recommend it if you're Fahrenheit fans. Yeah,
2: I will look into that. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, how about you Jameson? Uh favorite works from fantasy that you find yeah. yourself Yeah.
6: Yeah, so obviously I mentioned Sanderson um but what really got me back into reading in the first place was um author Brian McClellan who oh, yeah. wrote the Powder Mage trilogy and uh subsequent oh. novellas. Um absolutely incredible. Like I didn't want to um Read past high school because I was just like, eh, it's not really my jam anymore. Like there were some books that I really enjoyed, *Portrait of Dorian Gray*, *Crime and Punishment*, oh. being some good ones. Oh, I know, so good. <laughs> but um, after after high school, it was like, man, I I don't know if reading is really going to be my thing afterwards, and um, I don't even know where I first saw the image, but it was just this guys sitting on a throne with a uh, uh with a musket just hanging out i'm like wait a second musket
0: <laughs>
6: and the tagline is what sold me i'm like done this is it it's like something to the effect of the ages of king is kings are dead and i've killed it
1: oh that's yeah. cool yeah, yeah. so this it's like brian mcclellan
6: yeah i would i would and highly recommend it that's a me back from reading
5: He's, yeah, he I've like heard of that. Of Sanderson,
1: isn't
5: he? Yep. Yeah, He's oh. one of Sanderson's like writing students. Hmm.
1: Whoa. Yeah. I'm gonna check that out. I'm writing it I down right now. Minding.
5: If you guys are fantasy people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll look into that. Okay. Awesome. I
2: got that written down. Check it out. And so, what are your favorite genres to write?
6: Mm. Well, fantasy is what I'm writing, but because of right guys, I've purposely, well, besides when you wrote, you know, write about spell or prophecy, I was like intentionally not writing fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) When you rolled that, I was like, oh, bummer, I guess. Oh dang, (laughs) guess (laughs) I'm gonna have to. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah,
6: and so because of uh, just the, the prompts, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna intentionally stay away from writing fantasy just so I expand my horizons. Cool, And I was really, really stoked to write, you know, the romance one and then the robot superhero observant genre. Oh, yeah, dude, that was fun.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that was was so funny. I loved it. You
6: you know a joke is good when you're the one that laughs the hardest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As you're writing it, you're just like...
5: I heard him in the other room laughing as he was like on his phone. In yeah, my most
6: up. private moments, <laughs> oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> that. don't is, worry about it, babe. That is a great. That, that is a great feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in, you're like, ah, oh, you, you wouldn't understand. It's. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, uh, cool. What
6: about you, Shane? Yeah,
5: My... <laughs> I like writing poetry a lot. And so I really uh, like this last challenge with the dream journal. I thought that was yeah. such a clever prompt and I had a lot of fun. Writing. Okay. So,
1: so have you done it? Have you, have you been keeping your dream journal and mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah man. Some
5: weird stuff that I probably would have forgotten immediately after waking up. But uh-huh. yeah.
1: Yeah. She submitted. They both submitted. Oh, awesome. I haven't checked yet. That's exciting.
5: Yeah. It was a fun one um I also really like writing urban fantasy so Ooh. fantasy but like yeah. in the modern day with regular people and yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, that's that's super fresh to me and it's something that just doesn't doesn't I don't do naturally mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna purposely kind of make myself do that on one of these next challenges yeah. but every time I see it I'm always like "Ooh, this is exciting like yes <laughs> This kind yeah. of makes me feel like feel like fantasy could be, it, it could happen. Maybe I should need to try to cast a spell over here. Maybe it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just started getting into that with some
2: songwriting stuff.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Getting into modern fantasy, like, for the first time. Yeah.
5: That'd be super cool.
2: I think I played one of them on the right, guys,
1: Golden Apple.
6: Oh, that was incredible.
2: Oh, yeah. my
1: goodness. With the with the wizard trapping you in the phone, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So I mean,
6: funny. you guys were talking about like several degrees of metaphor separation from like what you're actually writing about. I don't know if that qualifies, but to me, like that's what I thought of. Just like, dang, that is
2: really cool.
1: Oh yeah.
6: When you guys had Shane on, he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not about that. I just kind of like." say it like it is and I'm like that's me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you guys have helped blossom that into be a little bit more like oh, fancy elegant I
5: felt very validated by Micah saying that there's le- met metaphors upon metaphors because I tend to do that with poetry or songwriting and I go if people don't get what I'm trying to talk about metaphorically is that okay if
1: it's very really really yeah. <laughs> god i do that to that that is like that is uh a double-edged sword i feel like i feel like it's been so much time writing and for writing the easter egg that's at the bottom that like 10 percent of people who listen to it are gonna get mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like <laughs> the rest yeah. is like yeah you you can get you can get if you get down this deep you'll enjoy yourself if you get down this yeah. deep, you are like dang i made I'm really connecting with this. If you yeah. stick around down here, we're gonna get close. You know, like you're gonna get down to like the real meat.
5: You're gonna start reading yeah. my mind. Uh
1: huh. <laughs>
5: start getting my third level of metaphor. You can read
6: then, when you wrote "Obsessed," I, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that I love song. That and like, super early on, Shannon's like, "Oh, it's a stalker."
5: First chorus, I went, "It's a stalker song."
6: <laughs> like. What are you
0: talking
6: about? Like, no, this is beautiful and,
2: you know,
1: <laughs> and what does that say about me? Now I'm scared going like, oh, no. Yeah, you're one of us, Jameson. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but she called it so fast. That means it does. it's not a surprise oh. to her. <laughs> Jesus, man. She accepts you even though you're a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> I feel very validated <laughs> <laughs> well now you guys can get through anything
2: right um, and you'll always be watching her back <laughs> that's my point to julia i'm like look i wrote you a song it's not the then it's not the, the coolest song to have written about you but from a from a husband, it's not necessarily the worst thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like any, like romance and creepiness. The you know, a lot of a lot of the difference is the there's end a result. Thin line,
1: things. flattery. It's
2: romantic
5: and funny, which usually <laughs> love.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> Does she have a choice at this point? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh man all right so what uh what are what are y'all's goals in writing
6: mm, that's good uh i'll take that one first while yeah. you make sure, up, the <laughs> make
5: sure our child makes her our
6: child she's crawling on the amps and oh nice <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. all right well
1: uh <laughs> just just a little stressed you know
5: music equipment well mom's stuff is
6: is on this side dad's stuff is on this side so oh got you okay (laughs) uh, no so originally my goal was just write one book and if you don't get any bites for the publishing company then self-publish and call it a day and just to get that book out there Uh, would just be really, really huge for me. Um, And then the more I've written, the more I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do that book, but sequels sound also pretty good, and then you get this idea for this completely new thing, that you're not going to put in that story, which is going to dilute it. And so I'm like, well, if something takes off, then that'd be great. Um, But I'm not solely interested in writing... Uh, non or writing fiction because we're also trying to work on uh, some, some non fiction uh, writing as well. Uh, oh, maybe cool! Putting, yeah, putting out some like uh, books on like marriage, and you know, they people might not want to pick that up from you know 30 year olds almost 30 year olds, but you know, given In a couple an, of years yeah.
5: when the book is done, it'll there be you out. go, yeah, <laughs>
1: perfect timing,
5: get some more
6: experience under the belt, <laughs> and then you know, slap you know, marriage and family therapist on there and master of education on there. And, you know,
1: I think, oh, yeah, that's think great. people
5: might want relationship advice from us. Who knows?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, I also think y'all would, y'all would write, write a, um, yeah, a fun to read nonfiction, like uh, thing like mm-hmm. that together. You're both yeah. great writers with, with, with cool styles of your own and, uh, mm-hmm. senses of humor which I, anything like that's got to have a sense of humor, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> that's how you get through right. it.
6: Right. <laughs> well, we're not we're not gonna show it, but <laughs> if you find yourself over here, and you should see the whiteboard because it's literally got exactly what we're talking about—a funny thing of like, hey guys,
5: have lots of funny charts and graphs, and
1: oh, that's cool. You want to like wanna y'all y'all charting ever- out how what what y'all are gonna write, and every <laughs> charting out the book itself yeah yeah very cool how long have you been working on that
5: we've been talking about it for like a year or two and we have started actually outlining some stuff and jotting stuff down yeah like maybe in the last month or so
0: yeah so it's exciting
6: yeah Yeah. it's like as the idea comes along we'll just like write a little bit down it's not a super big priority at this point but it's definitely something that i would say is making the most amount of progress as far
2: that's as super cool.
1: it has gotta be so fun to be able to bond with your spouse over writing and, and yeah. work and have a project you get to work on together and just that's just another layer of intimacy that is really cool.
5: Yeah. We we were really blessed by having like a lot of similar interests, but also like being interested in each other's interests.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
5: when we met, like he was the music guy and I was the writing girl and we kind of just taught each other a lot of our own interests and Yeah. Yeah. And started sharing a lot of those things.
1: You started out with a level of respect for each other and then got to, to got to be each other's teacher in that. You know, yeah. I like guess really yeah. cool. So uh so the with the else it would be the uh the the fantasy book that you were working on, that would be the one that you that you wanna like Eventually finish it, yeah, get it out there. It would probably be a sequel at this point, though, <laughs> if you got yeah. it out there, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Like a that's cool, story, I think.
6: yeah, which is hard because the numbers four and eight keep coming up, and so I keep thinking like, oh, it'd be cool to have like four books of this bad boy out there and, then one. yeah. You know, despite not more than I can share at this point, one book. Let's stick to the original goal. Just, just
1: get it out there. Yeah. yeah, just finish that first one. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I think it's good when the first one could be a standalone. Like, yeah. I feel like you could read the first Hunger Games and stop, and it's still a good, complete story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The rest of them, like, it's really good as a series as well. I think if you write your first one like that, that would be a good first goal.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
5: Oh if yeah. you don't get it after it's done, it's like, well, it's already self contained. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right.
6: Yeah. Oh, I hate
1: when first books
6: leave on a giant cliffhanger. It's like, let me decide if I'm gonna pick up some <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now
1: I have to. Now I'm getting yeah. another forty five hour book. Cool. <laughs> my
6: hands are dying. No no, I'm picking up uh, the the other Stormlight archives.
1: Oh yeah. Have over. to. Have to. It's just it's too big now. Like now after God, what's the last one? The uh, what was the last one? Been
6: rhythm of war. Yeah, yes, rhythm of war. Rhythm that's of right. War.
1: <sighs> Man, that <was> a, <laughs> where we're at right now, is just I like, have not read thinking it. Thinking back to oh my god, I'm not going <laughs> to get into it, but I cried like the avalanche that happened in that one. It was too big. It was just like too emotional. What was happening? Not necessarily because it was like sad. What was happening? It was just too big. Like I was just mm-hmm. like. Uh, You're totally overwhelmed. Very, yeah, completely overwhelmed. But how about you, uh, Shannon? What about your your writing goals?
5: Man, I it's really hard to pick just one because right now it's just like I want to get back into the swing of writing again in general. Um, mainly because like a lot of my story time, I guess, is dedicated to reading kids writing Mm -hmm. and so um just getting any time to write on like little projects has been really good um i do have a like a kind of young adult science fiction thing that i started writing in college oh um, cool that is really fun and it has like 100 pages done so it's like there's a significant chunk of it done. that's
1: a good chunk yeah Yeah, that's Uh, awesome
5: and it's outlined for the rest of it. So it's just like the matter of working on it again. Oh man. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I think getting my writing confidence back up to open up that bad boy again.
0: Good, good.
5: Is probably the ultimate goal. Cause I kind of gave up on it and now it's like, well, Looking back at my old friend, like, oh, I did leave you unfinished.
1: And you're, you're seeing some stuff you've written re- recently. You're like, this is pretty good. Like This is sounding pretty good. I like this. Maybe I yeah, could. Please, please keep pushing her in that direction.
6: <laughs> oh, look at that. A fantasy. Come on, come oh. On. oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. is, it, is it an urban uh, style thing? Like, a, yeah. like kind of like a modern day?
5: Yes. It's a modern day, like young adult sort of like i would say it's i want to call it science fiction but it's more like it's it is more like a fantasy even though it's like space yeah so, oh cool yeah so i would say like you know how star wars is like a space fantasy like it's yes. in space but it's truly more of a fantasy story mm-hmm. i yeah. feel like it's an urban fantasy that takes place in space
1: oh that's exciting nice. yeah oh, that's really cool uh, we're, we're we we we've talked about it before. How uh, I, I so into sci-fi and so into fantasy, and it's yeah. like, it, but for some reason, it feels like there's this divide where you can't do both of them. It has to be one or has to be the other. But I just like I'm so curious about tearing that wall down. You know, and and that's a really good point about uh about Star Wars. It is written more like a fantasy, uh, epic you know yeah. rather than just a a sci-fi deal. Yeah, sure. Well, so okay, so yeah, the that was that kind of answers both of uh the this next question I have for y'all, which was uh, do you have any projects in the works? So that yeah. would be is there both those, um, the book, the book together and yeah. the unfinished one.
0: Yeah.
1: Is there I'd love to ask you guys if there's any
2: specific ways that you think that right guys or the right guys' curriculum has uh, helped you or moved your writing forward totally uh, share time being the biggest uh, just like
6: because like I said like I didn't put my writing out there and when it when I did it's like oh I should keep doing this and also now I feel like I should and so now it's kind of like oh I'm I'm accountable to myself. It's totally in my brain. Like you guys aren't like, "Come on, where's Jameson's submission?" Like, <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, oh, don't let Ben down, man. Like Mike is like sitting by the computer, going, "Just, just
1: refreshing And I know it's gonna come through. I know it's gonna come through. We gotta, we gotta push the recording date. <laughs> totally. He's getting just close.
6: Brain, but it's honestly like really helped me, and I really appreciate you guys talking about chair time. Um, And so kind of what I've done is I haven't even missed the time that I've sacrificed um, with leisure
0: Mm. in
6: putting writing in that time frame and instead. And so on the weeks that we're waiting on the podcast and nothing is currently due as in I've turned it in. Now it's like my own homework assignment. It's like, okay, you have to write like 500 words of this next scene and so because that needs to be finished by the time the next right guys come out so that you can write the right guys and it'd be totally <laughs> okay that's
1: cool that's very cool yeah. yeah so even though it's not
6: writing as much as i would like to um just with all the other things in the works right now that's like manageable for me and so finding yeah. that time it's like
1: what do i even do
6: instead
1: right and you go, you go back through and start thumbing through your your, your challenges and stuff like that, and like you thinking about the kind of stories and worlds that you've created and jumped around, and it's like, I I look at them and I'm like, I'm like, I, all the only thing that would be take that 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 would have been done instead would have been video games. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like on my like fifth run through of whatever uh, game Elden I'm Ring. playing of Elden How Ring. How dare yeah.
6: you talk about Elden Ring, because, like. <laughs> Because I'm like, after that episode dropped, I'm like,
1: hey, hey. I got to get Elden Ring. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. She's just laughing like, oh, yeah, you're going to have time to play that. Uh."
5: I've played Skyrim so many times. He doesn't need
1: Elden Ring. You're a Skyrim guy?
6: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, since we were sick and it's like, yeah, I I got the vertigo kind of sick, too. Um, Oh, man. and so wh- anytime I tried to read it, just like the room went crazy. And so I'm like, let me just try to play a video game uh, that I can like stop at any time. Cause I've beaten it before and I'm not worried about getting to the next checkpoint. So I pulled up Skyrim again, you know, old faith.
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I put about three, 350 hours in it. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. doubt that. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what um, do you have any suggestions for us uh, on right guys? Like things that we could uh, add to the show, or segments that um, that you that that you'd like to hear come back, or any segment ideas, challenge ideas. Um... Oh
6: man, for
5: challenges been... and yeah. Man, I do hope you guys do more poetry ones. yes we are going to um yeah the dream journal one was super fun um you know with songwriting it's hard because you kind of need a little bit of of musical inclination but i think it'd be cool to do a songwriting challenge it'd be pretty cool
2: that would be cool but remember with almost any challenge you can do poetry or songwriting
1: that's, that's right
5: true. that's true
2: mm-hmm.
1: as Ben has demonstrated mm-hmm.
5: yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it would be cool to do like, a, um, like a, maybe like provide it we could like provide a piece of music or a couple pieces yeah, of music a, tra- a backing track and yeah then, that'd
5: be fun
1: and then challenge to like just pick, pick one of them and write over it
6: yeah that'd you know, know what I love it and I got one for you guys okay so it's uh ben's laughing at my excitement
1: <laughs> oh, i'm excited with you <laughs>
6: oh man you, you saw the light bulb come on
1: i did i did
6: <laughs> oh man so um basically i would love to go back and expand on someone else's writing so oh, like, be fun. i and i think i, I this is an old light bulb because I think I might have like suggested it in like uh, one of my writings, like to you guys. But I think that would be super sick. Like, um, someone writes, you know, the next scene in The Sybil, for example.
1: Yeah. I think that
6: would be mm-hmm. so awesome. It's like the stipulation being you can't go back to your own, but you can go back to anyone else's. Yeah. Uh, and then the same rules carry over. I think that'd be a really cool way to, to especially like, um, have uh the community get involved with one another stuff. I love what yeah. we're seeing on Discord, which is super cool, but this would kind of like take that again to the next level. I yeah. Think. Yeah.
1: That that's that's a wonderful tip. We we actually talked about doing that uh on this on this last challenge um where we were gonna, we were, were trying to think of okay, if you hadn't if you missed the first one or the second one, you know, but you still wanted to jump in on it. I think we mentioned it, but we didn't really put much focus on it. Um, oh, there's but, some you,
6: rust on that light bulb idea that I had then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but still, like like I like I I love the idea of, of making a challenge completely around that. You know, right, where specifically and, having to do that. And we could even make it like uh, like a, a bit of a collaborative where you know you can reach out to that person who yeah. wrote it and be like, hey, where were we, what were you thinking about with this? Blah blah. blah and, yeah. Then to get to get to see someone run with your work would just be really fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. Nice, very good suggestion. Um, so uh, let's see. Uh, it's pretty much the same question yeah. I had before. Uh, do you have any pieces uh that you'd like to share with us? We want to give y'all the the floor and just do a little little Jameson Shannon showcase. <laughs>
6: Okay, on the spot.
1: This is totally elective,
2: or you can just yeah. you, you can just talk about plugging like a project that you're working on or something that you're yeah. excited okay. about. Yeah.
5: Hey. Do you do you have an
6: idea for one? Uh, I I do. I I, I wrote at least. This is something that I'm at least willing to share, which is kind of like the splash page that I'm just like summarize your story in like two. Uh, in two sentences, and they're pretty, yeah. creepy, but I'll I'll at least share that uh, with you guys. Um, awesome. Here, yeah, because my voice is not ready for for singing, and the recordings <laughs> that I've done, it's like I wrote you guys a love song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, I'd love to hear that.
6: <laughs> well, it's in the works now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this the the title of what i'm working on um is called uh, a hymn of dissent, and here's the two sentence summary i suppose at the awakening of her dormant memories a diplomatic young mage learns of her father's plot to steal the power source of a floating kingdom ending the lives of thousands when it falls from the sky as new power resonates within her she must learn to confront her fear by challenging her father and voyaging into the tenebrous tides of endless to stop him
1: oh man that is exciting
0: yeah oh, that's cool
1: wow. oh, that I- I- already already so much imagery and uh and, yeah. and meat there oh. mm-hmm.
6: yeah thank you guys
1: yeah that's really cool so what so why did you write that would you, did you write that for yourself or to, or just to kind of like get your idea on paper or is that like the back of the book type thing?
6: Yeah, it was kind of like, um, a back of the book type thing. It's, it's mostly for myself of like, how do I summarize this? And mm. also get on track. You know, if you go back to like writing high school or college papers, you know, the thing that you get docked points on is, Hey, you should have stayed on topic. At least if you, yeah. Like me, or you have like A D D or something, it's like, oh dang it. What was the prompt again? So <laughs> this is my prompt to help keep me focused on on what's going on.
1: That's cool. I, I've never done that. Um just kind of wrote the prompt of my idea. What do I want this book to be about? And then just kind mm-hmm. of wrote it for myself, but got as descriptive as I could and and you know, sure. and and uh kept it short but just meaty. That way yeah. you keep you keep you you kind of get lost sometimes in having that as kind of like a compass. You go back and read it and you're like, okay, am I am I tangenting way too far here? Should I just do I need to steer back or does this really fit in? Like is it yeah, adding yeah. to it? That's cool. Yeah. Man, a floating kingdom. Yeah. Steals the power source. <laughs> the whole thing falls to the sky. Dang, I, I I'm I i want to read it already. Oh, That's thanks, awesome. man.
6: It, Huge, huge inspiration from Sanderson because that that first line in Mistborn is, uh, I don't want to butcher it, but it's like, ash fell from the sky.
1: Oh, tell me more. <laughs> okay. I got, I got to hear more. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking a volcano? Or are we talking? Uh, where Where are we at here? I'm I'm ready. I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah sounds- what kind of ash are we talking about?
6: is this fantasy or is this dystopian like is this sequel yeah. to fahrenheit 451 what's going on here
2: yeah such a good line with just knowing how the books play out knowing uh, what everything does mean in the end yeah. such a good opening line for that story yeah
6: <sighs> and he's an outlier he's what he's an outliner like you guys mm, talk about yes that-
1: yeah, yeah i don't
6: writing and then the story like takes shape and then you go back and and work it and he's just mm-hmm. like ah. and then this is my start this is my end my middle will be this to keep it a sense of progression and you know here's the first draft of the book sanderson it's been 3 months
1: <laughs> calm, down. <laughs> calm down dude calm where's the fire <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man yeah i the the i seeing how incredibly successful he is with outlining and and how he's able to just move through books and and everything be such quality like it's definitely something that i'm as an as a more intuitive writer like that mm-hmm. it's something i'm like i gotta pick i gotta i gotta develop that side of it i need, I need yeah. to learn the learn the ways it definitely would help discipline yeah <laughs> R- I, I, how about you shannon Oh, there she goes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, okay. <laughs> there is, uh,
6: there's no milk at the bar.
1: Ah, uh. gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, we we, uh, we meant to uh, bring some milk in here. Uh, uh, next time we, we will.
5: <laughs> she's definitely better as soon as we took her in a different room. Oh, wow. So. She just took She
1: a... was like, no, I didn't want to leave the guy. Hey! Or maybe she does. <laughs> She's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm done with this interview.
6: <laughs> Babies are unpredictable.
1: Yeah. You never asked me one question. What are they going to ask? You're not letting me answer anything. I wrote them. <laughs> I wrote everything. <laughs> Mad respect. Yeah. Respect, yeah. To
2: baby. Percival. Thank you. Uh, the, uh,
6: Shannon, did you want to, to plug anything?
5: You know, if you hold this baby for
1: a second, I could talk totally. about my book. Absolutely. Boom. There it is. <laughs> I'll do the hot swap.
5: All right. Yeah. All right. So the book that I started writing in college is called Starboard. And I don't have a cool back of the cover like Jameson to read, you guys. Uh, but I can summarize it. Yeah. It's about a like a little high school girl who's like really nerdy and doesn't have any friends. And one day she bumps her head and gets, falls into a coma. And while she's in the coma, she has like this other life where she's basically this like space traveling, um, like peacekeeper of the universe.
1: Oh, cool.
5: And they travel with like, Via this, like the spirit. So instead of like going in like a spaceship and traveling through space that way, they go through the fourth and a half plane, which is like the spirit world.
1: Oh, that's cool.
5: Yeah. And so whenever she falls asleep, she has this other life where her spirit wakes up in a different body where she has her space crime fighting world. And then when she wakes up, she wakes up in the human 2020s mm-hmm. a teenager body and has to be a nerdy school kid. Right. And so she has sort of the Spider-Man, Peter Parker,
0: yeah, like
5: adventure life, and then a really tough human life. Um, but it all depends on like her falling asleep and waking up, falls asleep in one body and wakes up in the other one.
4: Right.
1: right. Yeah, that is so cool. This um. Do you have her like completing like full days in the spirit realm, or or is it something that can sometimes be like she can be jarred from it? Like if someone yeah. like wakes her up in the present, she's like, oh, uh, oh man.
5: Yep. So I like, like if you that's, fall asleep that's fun. in class, you can have like a couple of seconds in your other life, or if you're like fighting bad guys and then you get woken up in the middle of the night, your body goes to sleep.
1: Right. So, oh man, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to go back to that. Thank you, you got a hundred pages. I don't yeah. have a hundred pages of a book finished. I got sixty. <laughs> hey, that's something. Hey, it. a hundred is 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 even more than that.
5: It's a. Uh, I'm gonna have to go through go through it and comb through. Like it's been a long time since I've looked at this thing, so well, yeah. How much of it is usable? But
2: all of it. Yeah, <laughs> all of it. It's all I, usable I, at structure, at least.
1: Yeah. I think you just keep. I think you hop back in and just yeah. and and just put uh, put your foot on the gas and get that rough draft finished. Go back and change it later if you want to, but Thank think you. about holding a finished manuscript like a <laughs> like a, a a rough draft. Oh my God, I finished my rough draft, and you're just like, that would be nuts. That would feel
5: yeah. really good.
1: We all need that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, are you? It's not
6: sixty pages for. Is it
0: randy
1: the robot no 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 no. okay so randy is 40 pages and um but that it's it's a children's book so it's 40 illustrations uh with about so i I went through editing i went into editing with it was like right at 900 words like 986 or something right under a thousand and then or maybe it was it was it was around there um and then my editor who uh, who did Hunger Games, which was hey. really cool, yeah. Um, she told me to go on ahead and chop 200 words out of it. And I was just like, oh, it was Before like, heart. yeah. And I was already like, okay, this is a children's book. It's got to be short, meaty, to the point. Uh, but so now it's like sitting at like 686. Wow. and uh, But the the 60 pages I have is actually... For I, I had this dream of doing um, the O Sleeper albums in different uh, media,s mm-hmm. like 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 telling the story, telling the concept. Like I like I wanted to do, I wanted to do a novel about Titan, mm-hmm. and and then a comic book series about Bloody and Bowed, yeah, and uh, and and then something. And, and after those were done, kind of decide what the next thing would be. Um, but the the Titan novel I've got sixty pages for that so far. Oh, but it it's it's just like you said though, like start writing it and then I'm like, oh, this is probably gonna be two books and then like keep writing it. And I'm like Well a trilogy, I mean Yeah, yeah, just to really understand these characters and then I'm like and then when I started writing Bloody Done Bowed, I was like, this Is this gonna start this is gonna start uh fifty years in the future? And then it's like, okay, so maybe we need a little bit longer after Titan to like, catch up to that, or you know, just I just kept on pushing it. But uh, that's something I'm definitely going to return to. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to return to that. You're going to return to yours. You're going to finish yeah. yours. It's going to be great. <laughs> that's cool. I don't have so- any homework.
2: <laughs> no no, no. Ben,
1: Ben's just Ben's just at the spot where like every next thing he's like okay now this is my magnum opus <laughs> yeah. this is, this, I'm trying to write the best song I've ever written yeah <laughs> that's not a lie <laughs> <laughs> so okay so uh we'll wrap it up but uh do y'all have any tips or bits of encouragement you'd like to say to the listeners
5: i I think my biggest tip would be if you feel like you can't write you can and the only way to get better at it is by doing it and then sharing it with people Mm. and so um the first hardest part is starting obviously Mm. um but after that and almost harder is letting someone else see it and start with someone that is not going to pick it apart like a friend that loves everything you do have them read it yeah. or you
1: know that first most vulnerable moment just be careful oh. <laughs> if
5: right if you've got a mom that thinks that every crayon you do is amazing show it to her your mom your her. everything.
1: <laughs> don't, show don't show it to her <laughs> yeah great. i think
5: that would be that would be my advice write stuff and then get brave and show it just show it to mm-hmm. people
1: that's so true you got to get out of your head you've got Thanks. to get it out of your head and get somebody else's voice in there as soon as possible just because yep. you'll 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 tear it apart and and second guess yourself and start looking too critical yeah and sanderson said uh in uh way of King, i think it's in way of kings but uh the most important step isn't the first it's the next
0: yeah. mm
2: yeah you also you need some some sort of sounding board of feedback to learn it's just like to 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 know what landed and whatnot like you're not going to inherently grow as a writer just by writing something yourself and then knowing oh that was better or worse than something else i could have written or else you would have kind of already written like that like if you already knew a better way. So it's like the only way you're going to learn it is by having someone read it and seeing like, Oh, they didn't laugh at the part that they, they, Oh, they thought that was interesting. They mm-hmm. they, And then that's, Oh, I know how to do this. Well, so I learn how to do
1: one thing after another, you know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that's
1: good. Just armor yourself up with grace before you go into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jameson?
6: Yeah. So, um, Something that I've had to um, really overcome, and I'm still getting to that point too, because uh, it's a battle, is not um, being petrified by perfection.
0: Mm, you're, idea.
6: you're not going to get that. You're just mm-hmm. not. And being okay with something unfinished, imperfected, that is huge for taking that next step, as, as it was for me. Um, and then like being unafraid of something being done before, because just because something was done before, doesn't mean you aren't going to take your own spin on it.
0: Mm-hmm. I
6: mean, I mean, floating cities have been done before, but I want to do something unique or, uh, do it in a way that hasn't been done or just do it so well that who cares if it's been done before? Like. Right.
2: Land cities have been
1: done too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, is a, that is a beautiful point, man. It's so yeah. true. Like, it, it, and and some of those elements may just be what you need to put in there to keep you stoked. Maybe you like oh. writing about a floating city, like, and that, that maybe that can be enough for it to be in there. Yeah,
6: totally. And just not being afraid of trope. Trope is not a bad word. Uh, we yeah. do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just you know, if you, if you use it to your benefit and if you, you know, what, what
1: was the phrase? S-
6: slap that, turn it around sideways.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> throw, throw that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Subverting. tropes. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
6: you, you can do that or you, all right. Other there goes my train of thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's great. Thank you for both of those. And thank you, Cassie. For hmm. uh, for all of your input and for joining us, being the first baby in the bar, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! See, well, you said
5: th- thank you for having patience and letting me destroy the eardrums of everyone listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it was perfect.
1: Yeah, that's a good vibe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
6: thanks you guys absolutely
1: thanks for spending spend some time with us and uh and yeah we're we're looking forward to your to your next ones can't wait to, i i haven't got to jump in and read these poetry ones yet but i'm stoked now yeah i enjoyed both of your submissions very much
6: oh thank you yeah we appreciate it when, we're always looking forward to seeing like what you guys put out yeah. what you know what the what the other right guys right guys fandom puts out yeah
1: yeah
6: always I, the idea that seems obvious to one person is not to the next. So no. that's why I'm yeah. so stoked to see what other people <laughs> put for their dreams, man.
5: Yeah. Oh, the Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm really excited for this upcoming episode. Up, up,
2: I have to awesome. be real with you guys. I have two nights left, and I have yet to have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, been no. like two weeks.
6: You're the one. I said, I will
2: dream tonight. I said it. This I is said how it, you man. dream. Ben, you
5: gotta eat some <laughs> weird food before
1: you go to bed or something. Yeah. Uh-huh.
6: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: tie at like 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was, when you told me that, Ben, I was about to say, uh I wrote it out, but then I deleted it. But I was like, what well, will you, why don't you write a poetry poem about like the emptiness of not dreaming? And I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound I don't I, I, I could say that don't think too much on that I might have to <laughs> Be the most essential poem. yeah like whoa <laughs> so anyway I had a dream about an elephant and this is why I wrote <laughs>
2: well thank you guys so much for coming on thanks for participating uh, thank in the curriculum thank you for participating in the
1: discord we yeah. love you guys. Please stick oh, around in our community. Our community is small right now, so everybody, everybody in it is 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 vital. And mm-hmm. uh, just hopping in and keeping every keeping. Yeah, we're gonna be slowing. keeping tabs on you
2: guys. If you disappear, we're gonna we're gonna be calling <laughs> uh, the start authority. calling it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh
6: no, I am accountable now. <laughs> 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 we <are the> keyboard.
0: <laughs>
1: all right guys
0: having us too we we really
5: appreciate we appreciate both of you so much
1: absolutely thank you thank you well y'all have a wonderful night and uh and good luck on good luck on on your multiple projects and uh and and the and the the one you're doing together too you know please uh use the use the discord use the community to help uh, get yeah, through some shop. speed bumps that y'all y'all hit and stuff, and mm-hmm. let's uh, celebrate a victory all together. Whatever you, hey. whatever y'all, whenever y'all release it, and we can mm-hmm. we can all celebrate and talk about it and everything. that would be cool. Maybe have y'all on again and and That's with great. the book. Imagine that. Oh, oh wow. that would be so God. cool. You're like, here it is. <laughs> that would be so
2: awesome. Cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that sick?
2: Yes, it was so good to meet <laughs> the other right guys and to learn about people's projects and to make new friends. And thank you so much for being part of the Right Guys community. We love you guys so much. We hope to see you back in the bar again someday for some other
1: promotional
2: invitation. Opportunity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And for anyone listening, all these people you just heard, you can hop into the Discord and talk to them too. Mm -hmm. If you have questions about their projects, if you wanna read what they're doing, uh, if you wanna share your, if you related to one of them in a way, that you're like, I think that person would get me. You know, reach out to them on the Discord and, and share some of your stuff with them. And who knows? You know, something awesome may happen through it. But uh, now it's time to move on to our topic. Yeah. Um, Today, it's, the topic is a little different, but.
2: Yes, sir. The topic is poetics. Yes. Uh, so, poetry, talking about the way that words fit together, honestly, is the way that I think about poetry. Um, The sound that words make almost yes
1: yeah. I, <laughs> I I like that I like that definition the uh the uh, the the uh Webster dip de- definition for it is um a poem is a piece of writing that partakes of the nature of both speech and song that is nearly always rhythmical, usually metaphorical, and often exhibits such formal elements as metre rhyme and stands stanzaic structure mm-hmm. stanzaic. that's a good one
2: yeah which is a fancy way of saying it's about how words sound
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and and the word poem originated in greek uh and then um evolved oh, interesting. into latin and uh greek and poen well what does it mean in greek
2: because it reminds me of like. Phonetics Okay Huh
1: The very first The poeen It's P-O-I-E-I-N If I'm reading that correctly My screen's pretty far away But uh, Create And then it And then it evolved Through Greek to poema uh, Which I don't know If I'm saying that right But fiction Poem Became the meaning there And then uh, Kept evolving And then eventually In the late 15th century We had Poem boom wow yeah
2: what a world and now we're all writing it now we're all writing poetry
1: yeah and here's a little fun little tidbit the first poem ever um i mean that they've found or that they're saying and i i can't stress to you how limited my research was on this (laughs) (laughs) but after like About like four or five different Googles and pages I landed at. Okay, this is what everyone's saying. The Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm. Mm -hmm. Started out as a series of Sumerian poems and tales dating back to uh, 2100 BC. uh, And was the most complete version written around 12th century BC by the Babylonians. Mm. Have you read The
2: Epic of Gilgamesh?
1: I am familiar with it. Um, I've studied pieces of it, um, but I haven't read the entire thing all the way through. I think now I need to. Mm. Wow. Just add to it, add it to my shelf.
2: It's a little dry.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Have you read the whole thing?
2: I've. Uh, I mean, like, not really. <laughs> like, I was definitely supposed to. <laughs> um,. <laughs> yeah like i've re- i've skimmed it um it's it it's the first writing right so like right it's like why you read it like and so i definitely don't think it's like particularly great like in terms of you know style obviously it's at this point if you read it you're just reading a translation of a translation of a translation of like an ancient ancient language a very right. ancient language and so it's like the Epic of Gilgamesh is a. It's like you a. Would have, it's,
1: you would have to study the language to actually read it and understand like its flourish. Almost. I
2: mean, like I, I, at this point, it's like who even could? But it's also like, was it? Did was their writing style something that would be interesting to me at this point? I, I'm yeah. going to be real with you. I don't think that it would be super catchy to me, but like I can, definitely can be intrigued by it. <laughs> The, yes, it's yes. an it's an amazing thing to look at and to, I for me I'm already almost illegitimate or illici- I'm already almost illiterate in terms of just being able to get through uh, like a book cover to cover. So Epic of Gilgamesh, man, that is a real epic for me. And the it's actually I sort of taught a class on it as well. Um, oh, and that was an interesting awesome. experience. Yeah.
1: How long is it?
2: It's like one hundred and fifty pages, but it's like meter. So like it's oh, okay. not that it's not super long. But there's also like missing sections. It'll be like this part of the tablet was missing, so we just skip like two
1: pages. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also want to toss out there that uh I also just found something that said that ancient poetry dates back to five thousand BC. Um, mm. uh, but then you're talking about like spoken word, like uh, Mesopotamia, yeah, the, right. the Invention of cune- cuneiform? cuneiform. Cuneiform. What is that?
2: Cone based, so like hieroglyphics, essentially. But oh, cuneiform oh, okay. is cone based language, so it's all like little triangle cone things. Cuneiform. Uh,
1: okay. Okay. But yeah. That. So back then, but then it it talks about like people who are known for reciting poems and stuff like that uh for entertainment but then it boils down to like the oldest known poem today is the epic of gilgamesh so don't go start bragging like you know stuff until you kind of figure out where you land on this but that's how that's what i found out
2: (laughs) good job i think you did an excellent job that sounded like a totally accurate report and i mean yeah like who who can know obviously the image of poetry is that is ug, ug, og, og. Yeah. Ug, ug, nog, nog. (laughs) Someone said and they were like, (laughs) ooh, that bumps though. Yeah, that that is. (laughs) Man. For
1: some reason, we're going to listen to him now other than this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. Um, So there was, uh, I I wanted to kind of rip through a couple things, uh, other things I found um, to just kind of break into uh, poetry. Different types of poems. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to fly through these real quick. Uh, There's blank verse. Blank verse is a type of poem without rhyming words, but with a strong meter. The words flow well and feels uh, verse-like, even though they don't rhyme. Example of that would be, But soft, what light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Mm -hmm. Uh, Definitely poetry. It's beautiful, beautiful verse, but it doesn't rhyme or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like a lot of lines
2: from Lord of the Rings. Yes. I think I like that. It's just like the way it flows is like extremely beautiful and natural, poetic, but there's not a rhyme in sight. It's like you would not part an old man from his walking stick. And he walks in and he's like, I did not pass through fire and death to bandy wicked words with a crude
1: worm or something. And it's like, (laughs) oh, my God, dripping. Yeah. (laughs) So sick. And with that voice really makes it hit. Uh, We got haikus. Haiku is another type of poem that does not rhyme. Japanese poetry form has three lines with five syllables in the first line, seven in the second line, and five in the third. Famous example: an old silent pond. A frog jumps into the pond. Splash! Silence again. That's a poem. When <laughs> we got rhymed poetry, rhyme poetry focuses on rhyming words at the end of each line or couplet. Uh, it will also have meter, but the primary focus is on rhyming. Not from the stars do I do I, I my judgment pluck, and yet methinks I have astronomy but not to tell of good or evil luck, of plagues, of deaths, of seasons quality. Rhymed poetry. Mm-hmm. Epic poem. Epic poem would be uh, uh, the Odyssey, the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Iliad. Um, epic poem is a long poem that tells a story. Typically, epics are written about great heroes, either real or fiction. So much of our like mythos and, and lore is from epic yeah. poems. Like would Beowulf be an epic? Yes. Okay. Um, free verse. Free verse is a type of poetry that does not rhyme or have a strong meter. It is identified by short lines and stanzas used to write it. Walt Whitman's uh, a free verse type guy. We got a, a noiseless patient spider. A mark. I marked where on a little promontory. Wow. I haven't seen. I don't know what that word means. Promontory.
2: Man, I want to say it's like a windowsill or some type of countertop surface like that, but I don't know.
1: Ooh, it sounds like it. I marked where on a little promontory it stood isolated, marked how to explore the vacant, vast surroundings. It launched forth filament, filament, filament out of itself, ever unreeling them, ever tirelessly speeding them. This guy. I'm gonna look up promontory. Spiders. I get it, though. We got sonnet. um,
2: Promontory is a point of highland that juts out into a large body of water. So it's like a peninsula or like a little hill, right? So like a a little, a crest of like a rock in like the middle of the water.
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's outside looking at this thing. Maybe he's wondering how it got there. Maybe he didn't swim. I don't know. Maybe it can. Some I don't know about spiders. Um, But (laughs) so we got a sonnet. Shakespeare was a a sonnet writer. Sonnets are poems with 14 lines that contain a specific rhyme scheme and meter. Wow. Um,
2: Didn't never knew that.
1: (laughs) So uh, we got Shakespeare, uh, Francesco Petrarch. Um, We've got Elizabeth Barrett Browning. These are all famous sonnetists. Uh, Sonnet would be, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being an ideal grace. Sonnet, boom. Hmm. The rhyming pattern of a sonnet is called its form. An A-B-A-B-C-D-C-D-E-F-E-F-G-G sonnet would have either We would have every other line rhyming in the first first stanzas, then the final couplet rhyming. Okay, that's cool. We got narrative poems. Narrative poems are similar to epics in that they tell a story, but they are not as long and often not as heroic. Um, Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, Mm. is a narrative poem. Mm -hmm. Elegies, when a poem has themes of mounting and loss, uh, of mourning and loss, it is known as an elegy. Walt Whitman's O oh Captain, My Captain. Famous example um, about mourning the death of Abraham Lincoln. Poem says, My captain does not answer. His lips are pale and still. My father does not feel my arm. He has no post, pulse nor will. That's interesting. I didn't know that's that was its own subgenre.
2: Yeah, what was that? Sorry.
1: Elegies.
2: Yeah, 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 okay. I feel like I mean, I write
1: in elegies pretty often.
2: Yeah, That's it's cool. like I think I think in terms of subgenres, right? These are like um probably you could infinitely break them down into more you could think of of more ways to to break them down. It's like elegies is a distinction of a type of writing, you know. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. And uh, we got an ode. Ode pays homage or tribute to a subject, but it may be less serious than an elegy. Mm. Uh um, then we've got, I don't have an example for that ballads. Traditionally a song, a ballad is a type of poem that uses rhymed quat, uh, quatrains or four lines grouped together to tell a story.
2: This Bob is crazy. And- dude, I've been trying to figure out what these things mean like really? for a while, dude, I've have like, cause I've, I've been calling new England a ballad and I thought I'd learned what it was and that's not like that like I wanted to know that it actually had a true meaning every time I look it up it's like I was like because I put the word sonnet and obsessed I was like can I call this a sonnet to be named within a sonnet and so I I google sonnet and it's like a love song and I'm like yeah this is a sonnet (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I wanted some kind of distinction to know like oh a sonnet is 14 lines of a specific meter yeah. But that information was not forthcoming at the time. You have you've hit the <laughs> jackpot here.
1: I think this is all like the. I feel like like maybe the uh, specifics to poetry were sure. applied, and then over the years, like yeah. it's like oh oh oh, like like same thing. I I didn't know ballad had a. Right, like, like there's a there's a A plus B equals C for a ballad. Yeah, I ballad. I I
2: thought ballad just meant a sad song. I thought it was like <laughs> a sonnet is a love song and a ballad is a sad song.
1: I thought ballad was like was like just an epic song, like you know, like love ballads, you know, right? Or, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just like like Smoky Bar and a piano is a ballad. Nope. Mm-hmm. There's so Bob Dylan was a, is a modern example of a ballad writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, rhymed quatrains of four lines grouped together to tell a story. That's cool. Um, we've got uh, a villanelle. V- all right, V I L L A N E L L E. What do you think? Villanelle? I mean,
2: it sounds like you pronounce it wonderfully. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you very
1: much. <laughs> uh, the villanelle is a highly specific type of poetry. This 19 line poem has five tercets. Or groups of five lines And a quatrain The famous uh, Dylan Thomas poem Do not go gentle into the good night Shows the villanelle type of poetry Mm. That's interesting We got three more Lyric poetry A lyric poem shows feelings and emotions It may use rhyming verse or free form uh, But it is distinct from epic and narrative poetry Because the focus is not on a story But on a feeling Mm. That's like the breakdown. Most Shakespearean yeah. sonnets are examples of lyric poetry. So yeah, okay. like you said, I feel like you could take one. One could be like three of these things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, I, I, I've I been wanting to know what this is. All right, a limerick. Mm-hmm. Limerick is typically a humorous five-line poem. It uses an AABBA rhyming pattern first line, second line, and fifth line of a limerick have seven to ten syllables and rhyme, while the third and fourth lines have five to seven syllables and rhyme. Example, there was an old man with a beard who said, It is just as I feared, two owls and a hen, four larks larks and a wren, have all built their nests in my beard.
2: Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my dad is watching right now, and he's um. My dad is a limerick writer. He's a conic he? limerick writer. He writes a lot of limericks. So he, he
1: does he stick to like the pattern? Like yes, he, yeah, like, like it, yeah. it's 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 like right. It's like putting a puzzle together. Almost. It's like a haiku
2: or a haiku. Cool. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, it's like a specific little puzzle that you can kind of fit things into, and yeah, um, can, limericks. Can,
1: can you can you bring? A couple Scott Limericks. Uh, yes. To uh to the tape to the bar next episode. I, a
2: soldier of fortune was Ben with a musical acumen. Um his uh, so good. No, I can't remember it. So he writes oh, them for was, people's birthdays. So oh, like everyone so cool. every everyone in my family like has one with their name <laughs> as like the <sighs> Yeah.
1: I love that.
2: Yeah, so uh we'll bring Man, in some I'll, I'll bring some limericks in next time. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. Um uh, final one on here, uh Epigram. An epigram is a short and sweet, usually witty poem that is nothing more than a couplet or quatrain. Benjamin Franklin's phrase, little strokes fell great oaks is an example of an epigram. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I wonder if you could have epigrams within a poem. Well, no, I guess it has to be standalone. Maybe.
2: Uh may I mean like obviously any rule is just someone's interpretation of the rule. Like you can make true. up whatever like <laughs> And in the, all
1: creative forms, rules are just made to Yeah, be great. exactly.
2: Yeah. Um one other thing that I wanted to say about limericks, um, there's this one like style of sort of stanza in a song um landlocked blues by bright eyes has this pattern and it's the one that i always think of it goes um if if you walk away i'll walk away but first tell me which road you will take i don't want to miss i don't want to risk our paths crossing someday so you walk that way i'll walk this way uh and the melody is like um
7: da 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 da
2: So the first line is the last
7: line. So
2: the first line and the last line are the same. So there's a pattern. It goes line one. Line two is an elevated melody of line one.
7: So it's like...
2: And then line three rambles. So line three goes instead of like doing the line then pause line then pause line three goes all the way and it takes it to a new level and then brings it back down to line one happening again um and it's like i was obsessed with this song for a really long time because the way that it tells the story over multiple verses just is like very inviting like it feels like it's evolving constantly but it's like staying consistent and memorable and like feels like home at the same time and um it was a long time before I realized it was just a limerick. Wow. Uh, and, and it was like a few weeks ago, actually. And I was like, uh, huh, I guess I just need to write limericks and then I can just like fit them into this kind of, <laughs> cause it's, it, I think it's really strong, like, like an evolving meter. One that is like, doesn't, doesn't just take multiple ideas and throw them together and then repeat it or doesn't just like take one idea and repeat it. It's like, it takes an idea and it builds a pattern by evolving one idea into multiple transformations. And it's just like, it's, it's really nice. There are other songs that do it not in limerick form, but like it's, it's a musical pattern that you see like in like hallelujah, for example, really nice verses that have this wandering, but at the same time it keeps building on a very simple idea. It's like, um,
7: <laughs> yeah. like
2: it's like just yeah. doing the same pattern but like elevating it and like yeah they built a building verse like that is really nice and limericks are cool one way to do that
1: turn yeah Man, I'm I'm jazzing on limericks now. Uh, maybe that's, maybe that'll show up in a challenge. Who knows? We'll have to get to the end of the episode to find out. So yeah, we've talked about poetry and where it comes, from, where it came from, uh, how long it's been around, uh, different types of it. Which, by the way, there's more than that, but that's just fifteen of uh, <laughs> to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's. Uh, what do you think about uh, sharing some poetry that just we like? yeah stuff that stands out
2: um i mean there's there's definitely like a lot of ideas with poetics that i'd love to talk about um yeah there's this song that i've been thinking about a lot recently it's this song called age difference by christian lee hudson it just came out just last month i think but it's uh it is like the verbal equivalent of if you've ever seen like a, a painting or a picture where like you ever see someone go up and just kind of go like and draw like four or five like lines but then it just like makes an hd face because they carved out like the shadow of the nose and like the shadow of the lip in like the perfectly hd way and so it's like you can create the it's not impressionism because impressionism is a specific other thing but in my mind i use the word like impressionism because it's like you're making the impression of something you're just making like the faintest, most obscure, like outside lines of what it is, yeah. But you're shadowing it or like framing it in a way that is like perfectly high definition
1: once your Dude, eye there, sees it. There is, uh, I, I wonder if this is what you're talking about. There's, there's this artist named Casey Bao, and Bao, I don't know if I say his name right, but he 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 paints extremely fast and draws extremely fast, and, and like his strokes are somewhat minimal and all of his everything he does is like way deliberate Mm -hmm. but even down to like it's almost done and then he just like takes like a white palette like uh knife and it's just like but for whatever reason it when when he's done and you step back and look at it it looks like a it looks like a damn picture like like (laughs) a like a like a like a photorealistic picture and like like the brights are so contrasted in like right and, but then yeah. you walk up close, you're like, Oh my god, this is a painting. And not only is this a painting, this is a this is like a I I it, you think rough, but it's not. I don't know, it's just Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's I, not
2: like it's the same kind of thing. Okay. Um and so the words like the way he spins it is so vague, but like it's giving you enough of the curves in the right place. He gives you just the words that you need to have a perfect picture of what's going on. Ooh, where it's I like, like that so colorful but so minimal Uh, what's his name christian lee hudson so the song the the verse in the song i'm just going to go through um on the dark side of my 30s all my baggage at the hyatt high in the museum trying to be quiet peanuts in the bleachers rings surrounding saturn cutting down a redwood Noticing a pattern. I Like looking at the landscapes Women wearing big hats That's just a clusterfuck of shapes. What's so pretty about that? Hiding out in nice apartments Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. I think I was suicidal before you were even born That's just the first verse
1: holy crap,
2: and it's like (laughs) I've got this scene of a guy going through a museum. I've seen like 8 to 10 specific paintings. Yeah. I see like I know about like his journey and like some of his like internal struggle what he's going through but with aging, maybe knowing younger people and like it's just like this extremely intimate, so specific um yeah. <laughs> snapshot of like a day. And, to, and like he gives you nothing that you can anchor it to more to a more general, like it's just his
1: day. And yeah. it's like,
2: but it's so, it's like, also
1: minimalistic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is really cool. Christian Lee Hudson. I'm going to check him out. Uh, is he, is he a solo, uh, yeah. dude? Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. I wonder if that's a, a style, like if there's like a name for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've heard him refer to some of his songs as impressionistic, but not that one. Oh, okay. And so, like, I, I, I think, yeah, I think he thinks about his music in the same kind of artistic terms, um, like as lyrics and visual art. It's, it is really interesting. Like, and he's someone who he writes stuff that is more narrative a lot of the time. And there's, there's songs with stories. There's songs with ca- specific character names, you know, mm. and, um. He takes a lot of different approaches, but that was one that I really appreciated.
1: Yeah, I um, like that too. Makes you want to check out his stuff.
2: I know. I, yeah, I couldn't recommend it enough. Um, I know Darling Side is a band that I brought in to talk about lyricism yeah. and poetry before, but their approach is to focus on the sound of the melody line or the sound of the song and to try to weave words around that that fit the tone <laughs> yeah and so it's like each line just is like this perfectly flowery stylized package of like this is just the right of the line sound to, of it. to yeah. go over this noise and it's this like <laughs> that's it's one of my favorite writing styles and i'd love to read a verse from one of those that i yeah. think highlights it um okay they have this song ocean bed this this song has this part old growth forest and the sun in your veins at the daily dawning of a green new age no no one changes with a snap in the air and you can't repurpose what was never there so like old growth forest and the sun in your veins like it does not mean any like it's just a sentence of like <laughs> ideas that don't really go together yeah. it's like they the ideas will like go together right but it's like they like go together on some other plane <laughs> it's like yeah. the dim- their dimensions they're connecting are just like the vibes of the most ancient tribalistic ways of thinking like old growth forest the sun in my veins like it's yeah. like some prehistoric idea of like <laughs> it's it's yeah. like
1: taking it's like taking the uh like what old growth forest like what that, what characteristics that, that represents. And then, and the sun in my veins, like that, like, I mean, I think about that, like old growth forest, like something of, of long standing, something of history, something of many stories mm-hmm. of, of, you know, survival. And then, like, and the sun in my veins, like, like something, yeah, that could be like something primal, that could be like life in my veins, you know, the sun is in my veins, you know, like the, uh, it, it just kind of, it it puts them together in just these mm-hmm. beautiful pictures that have weight to them, but are also open enough for you to fill in your own meaning of that yeah. weight. What is that yeah. weight to you?
2: Yeah, cool. and it just sounds beautiful on its own. Yeah, It's like the words just like... They're, they're the perfect words to just like, if you just wanted to say poetic words, those would be the lines you would come up with and then be like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense. So how do I take those ideas and put it into a sentence that makes sense? And they're just like, no, we're just going to take the words that sound good and yeah. let people try to put their own meaning on top of it.
1: Dude, there, there's, a, there's a line in... Uh in a killer song that uh every once in a while I, I I hear I, not every once in a while, kind of all the time. I hear lines that I get really jealous of and I'm mm-hmm. like, God dang it. Yeah. I really wish I'd written that. Uh but there's a line of the killer songs where he says, uh the um the stars shining like rebel diamonds cut out of the sun. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's- it's so sick. Like like, awesome. like like the imagery of that rebel diamonds cut out of the sun. <laughs> like <laughs> I it's just so cool. Like yeah. I like I don't know what to like that's 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 poetics to me. I don't know what it is. What you know, maybe that's maybe that's like like it said like blank verse or free verse, but it's just kind of like kind of like how uh, they talked about um uh the 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 balcony scene in 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 romeo and juliet you know where it doesn't rhyme it doesn't anything it's just so heavy and beautiful that and perfect that it is poetry mm-hmm. it's so cool
2: yeah one thing that i've started to really appreciate about poetics most in this last year is how um how long you can carry one thought out like because mm, i find in a song or a poem like Oftentimes you get this kind of rapid fire, like reset of the idea structure at the end of every line. And it can become this like kind of panicked, just like idea after idea after idea. Then you hear a really organized songwriter who can take you through one idea, like and hold your hand where like line A goes into line B, like line A doesn't make sense on its own. You have to read the whole thing and it unfolds over the course of a verse. And it's, it can be really challenging to structure a verse to, to make sense and to flow like A to Z, rather yes. than just A on its own, than just B on its own, and I've come to appreciate like um, different different styles of poetry that 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 focus on different things, right? Because a lot of the times, I'll see um, poetry that is super thought out and triple coded, but it's almost like one liner after one liner, mm-hmm. and I've been appreciating really these really simple songs that sort of try to take one idea and then just open it up, but like do it in a very casual way. Like um, Charlie has does this all the time. He's just like a pop songwriter, right? So like he's writing catchy songs, like attention. Attention, the the, the chorus, uh, you just want attention. You don't want my heart. Maybe you just hate the thought of me with someone new. You just want attention. I knew from the start, you're just making sure I'm never getting over you. They're, it's all following through ideas it's like it stays fresh and he's actually just making points and he's mm-hmm. building an argument it's,
1: it's further driving home yeah. the same point yeah, yeah. i love that I, I, yeah i
2: think that's super cool like like see, seeing ideas carried through over longer periods is is something that it, it's challenging to do in songwriting and poetry but it's i think it pays off it's like it shows like the scope of intentionality it's yes like, you,
1: you have to sit with your intention and yeah. you have to like not just you're not just writing the first thing that comes to your mind you're sitting with it and looking past that to the next one to the next one to the next one
2: i love that it's very cool yeah i tried to do with obsessed the the song that i i brought into right guys it's like there's no logical break in obsessed it starts and it's kind of like me explaining that um hey, This song, it probably isn't what you expect it is, it's probably a little bit darker than you think it is because I'm obsessed and I'm obsessed yeah. with you in these ways, and I'm this obsessed, and it's not a very good thing. So, overall, this song's probably not the right song to be singing to someone if you want them to like you, right. uh, because it's too obsessed and it's a little uh, and then it just like keeps explaining that. But and so, I'm it's obsessed. like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like conversational. <laughs> it's when I played it for my friend Ezra, the word he used for it was like UX design, he was like, This song has good UX. (laughs) It's like, it's designed (laughs) for user experience. UX. Okay. User experience. Yeah. User experience. So like, it's like that the song is handed to you and you don't have to do mental gymnastics to figure out what the logic of any part means. It's holding your hand.
1: Yeah. It's immediately digestible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That is awesome. Um, I, I have a, I brought actually, I got two things I want to share. Hey, a fun one from the Necronomicon of hp lovecraft which this was a this was a really exciting buy whenever i got this and every time every every once in a while like when i think about turning the tv on or playing a game i'm like well first let me let me read a story because you can just hop in and uh and kind of digest a short story really quick and he just really inspires me but at the very beginning of this is a little poem and it's hp lovecraft so it's creepy so, and it's creepy, so I love it, but it's called "night gaunts." Uh, Out of what crypt they crawl, I cannot tell, but every night I see the rubbery wings, black- horned and slender, with membranous. W- uh, oh, sorry, blah blah blah, starting over. Night gaunts. Out of what crypt they crawl, I cannot tell, but every night I see the rubbery things, black-horned and slender with membranous wings. They come in legions on the north wind's swell with obscene clutch that titillates and stings, snatching me off on monstrous voyagings to gray worlds hidden deep in nightmares well. Over the jagged peaks of Thok they sweep, heedless of all cries I try to make, and down the the nether pits to that foul lake where the puffed shagoths splash in doubtful sleep. But ho, I only, if only they would make some sound or wear a face where faces should be found. <laughs> and then it's got this picture, this little like sketch. Uh, and like, they're like these faceless, uh, That's like so sick that people of the nights. And like, it, it's just, you know, poetry is always so beautiful. And, it, and it's it's so like like typically beautiful and it, hearing scary poetry is so sick like it's very and yeah. you see like why like the like uh, Poe in it and everything um, but I also love like throwing in like in such a short thing like this he's already thrown in a few proper nouns of, of places that don't exist but it just kind of like like uh, over the peaks of Thok they sweep that's a that's a capital t h o k mm-hmm. uh okay whatever thok is but that it's still like a, a it it's got enough character in the name that you're like okay mm-hmm. you are kind of like painting a landscape and then uh then he says uh and down the nether pits to that Bam. foul lake where the puffed off splash yeah, doubtlessly. Shag-off that foul lake where the shagoths are and you're like yeah god, like the imagery is so rich and it's mm-hmm. creepy and uh i i i take that um i've taken that now on two camping trips and at that point in the night when everyone's hanging out by the campfire i'm like guys want to read a little poem <laughs> get it spooky around here <laughs> dude um,
2: shagoths have you do you know what a shagoth is no I've oh my god do you know yeah tell and, me. Uh, they're like a huge like massive worm like i don't even like it's like it's an eldritch horror okay so it's like tentacles and it's like a big beast it's like one of the big one of the big tentacled beasts okay did did lovecraft
1: create it i believe is so, that one yeah. of his oh yeah. that's so sick yeah that's so awesome
2: and a game called mansions of madness um has a shoggoth as one of the main enemies you can fight and um yeah that's the game that i fought a shoggoth in. they're just disgusting with tentacle eyes you know what yeah how it is yeah, yeah absolutely bloodborne. yeah <laughs> insert bloodborne oh,
1: shoggoth yeah and they're, and they're uh and their doubtful sleep, there. Well, they splash, which makes sense. They're all these tentacles, just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so sick. That so foul lake, the dark, the lake.
2: dank tarn of Arbor is a a place oh. in it at Allan Poe. Uh,
1: and poem. that, and already it's just it's dripping. You mm-hmm. know that this is like like Lovecraft, like all of those like dark poets like those uh, those are those are where i draw so much inspiration from just not even their concepts but just how they make you feel and how their words drip yeah edgar
2: Allan poe is kind of like my personal writing hero
1: mm. yeah hell yeah Wait, i i don't want to butcher this so uh love before or after edgar Allan poe
2: no possible idea in my mind i want to say that lovecraft was in the 90s or i guess he could have been eight like i really could have been not not 90s i mean the 1900s (laughs) lovecraft was in the (laughs) 1900s right (laughs) the
1: 90s okay no 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 poe was definitely first yeah okay Uh, it says uh hp lovecraft was famously inspired by poe's morbid literature okay Um, when was hp lovecraft around uh it's the 20th century right oh wow this, this is a this is a freaking um excerpt from h.p lovecraft in lovecraft's essays poems and letters poe is mentioned multiple times lovecraft wrote when i write stories edgar Allan poe is my model and but poe was my god of fiction <laughs> in his letters to reinhardt kleiner hmm. yeah that's so sick, I just don't you love hearing about famous authors uh famous yeah. writers inspiring uh, inspiring other famous writers yeah and at, it at Ground makes po- you feel like you can be one of them like I could be inspired off this and do my own big stuff,
2: yeah, it's awesome hearing it about him, like he to me feels like he's my personal. i mean like I said before of any like old writer, probably he's like my writing hero. And I mm-hmm. think that specifically, just in the way that it holds up, is like i I think that what I typically find with older writings, the things that it are harder for it to do for me. Ed Poe still does, which is like really crazy, I think, <laughs> like that he was hitting on so many like novel and unique ideas that still feel that way today yes yes and like i yeah i don't know like i i wasn't really i i don't know where else to look for dark fantasy in the vein of like bloodborne and like souls if i were living back then like Like, oh yeah it's just like he made it up almost like he just like was writing about like lenore and like this cursed crow in his room that was like saying like gothic words and like just like fantasy character names and like looking yeah. out at like castles and like it's well, dude, just
1: check this out. So uh okay, yeah, no, they, they missed each other. I, but um Lovecraft born in eighteen ninety, Poe born in eighteen oh nine. So pretty pretty close. And absolutely if you're if you're a writer in that vein and you're looking, the only person you're gonna find is is poe probably i mean i'd Mm -hmm. I'd love to learn of more people i'm sure i'm sure once poe came out a lot of people got inspired on him and i'd love to read that stuff
2: and like like, horror writing must have existed before that but to me like when i when i read things from time periods his always stands out to me as like this feels like it still has like a lot of life in it.
1: absolutely that and i i I find the same thing in in lovecraft Mm. um yeah, so, no. I
2: from I haven't actually read much Lovecraft, but from the excerpt that you just read, that was almost indistinguishable from Edgar Allan Poe. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. They, they, he 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 runs yeah. with it for sure. Um, but okay, so the other thing I brought was this little book that I've had like, that my mom just put in my room when I was growing up. Uh, like, I had a bookshelf, and she just would like put books in there. And she's a she's a, she has a, she's an English masters um, and. It is uh one hundred and one famous poems, and it's it was published in nineteen fifty eight. But these poems go back like the one I'm gonna read here uh was nineteen fourteen. And what I love about it is it gives these little like sketches of the artists and then kind of tells you about like their lives mm-hmm. and or like okay, the one I'm gonna read right here is called Trees, and it's this dude. <laughs> in a pith helmet Uh, yes my guy yeah but he's he's sergeant joyce kilmer of the 165th infantry um, born in december 6th 1886 killed in action uh in 1918 so and this is like like he's he's in the field like you so you i've got a picture of this i i i can see this this happening and he's just writing this this uh this poem about uh about trees and he's in in a war like in the battle in 1918 um and it says it's called trees i think that i shall never see a poem lovely as a tree a tree whose hungry mouth is pressed against the earth's sweet flowing breast a tree that looks at God all day and lifts her leafy arms to pray. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. Upon whose bosom snow has lain, who intimately lives with rain. Poems are made by fools like me, but only God can make a tree. Mm. <laughs> this is some soldier on the battlefield in 1918. <laughs> That's you know? crazy. Yeah, That is so sick. Yeah. And what, 1886 to 1918. How old is this dude? There's a there's a formula for this. <laughs>
2: 86 to 18 would be 40 or no 30.
1: Yeah, so he died at 32. 32. He wrote this somewhere in there, and I don't know. It's just it's just beautiful. Like poetry, poetry can take you places. And whenever I think, whenever I like that 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 poem standalone don't really think it would do much for me but then like seeing his face seeing uh like knowing like his age knowing his life and where he wrote it Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's like he's just he's sitting out and taking his mind off of the terror of battle to just appreciate a tree and bring solace to it you know like Mm -hmm. that is just gorgeous
2: yeah it's really cool
1: Yeah.
2: Do you want to move into talking about our poems? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So what was the challenge? Yeah, the challenge this week was uh, called Dreamweaver, right? Yes. Which is also an Adobe program, I'm realizing right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we had Dreamweaver, which was to keep a dream journal uh, and to basically... I mean, the challenge itself was not to keep a dream journal It's kind of a prerequisite. And then the challenge is to take a dream that you dreamed and write it into a poem. Uh, so essentially, what we have here submitted today is poems from people who have put together something that they dreamed and written it out.
1: Okay, so I am going to, under these challenges, I am going to read uh, Jameson's. Um, and I want to say what, uh, I'll say, say what the dream was that he had before I read the poem. Uh, he says, uh, this was my dream. My wife and I were planning to take a backpacking trip together with her father. We w- we were at the trailhead and her father turned to me and asked if I was ready to go. After double checking my bag, I confirmed that I was ready. He turned to Shannon and asked her if she was ready. She said she had everything she needed. He looked, he looked at us and sighed, no you aren't ready yet, make sure you are prepared before you follow me, in the meantime I'll prepare a place for you and scout ahead. He hiked in front of us into the mist, as he did he turned around and I saw the familiar face of my grandfather in ways that I've only seen him in pictures, he was youthful and strong and he was well packed for a backpacking trip, Their faces, their faces in peaceful resolve were the last thing I saw before I woke up. Now he goes on to tell uh uh basically he uh he, they had suffered the loss of family members who were big um uh outdoors people and uh with a passion of outdoors and they're strong leaders and um they actually uh lost one of them before the birth of their daughter and he said that uh his dream started to unpack to him the importance of passing down uh wisdom down the line and and setting a an example and leading the next generation pretty much mm-hmm. and he's been like processing that and and uh and this is the poem that he wrote about it called immersion forward the trailblazer goes forth without concern not for shallow breath nor for marching marching time being on cheap sight they thirst for lessons learned generations follow without decline clipped thread tethering all but memory the thirsty sheep drink from pools of wisdom destined to become and becoming still themselves trailblazers with despair undone
0: Mm.
1: it's great he he also said he's not good at writing poetry and (laughs) you lie you liar (laughs) I I loved it I I after reading I read the poem through a few times and uh after reading it uh, even this time I picked up on things like the trailblazer goes forth without concern not for shallow breath nor nor for marching time so he saw, he saw the 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 face of his the younger face of his grandfather and uh like nor for the marching time they go forth without shallow breath like he's just he's unstoppable this is like almost like an apparition they're seeing and then beyond sheep's sight, they thirst for lessons learned. Uh, generations follow without decline. Like they are the generation following him. And then he's projecting that to his daughter. Like mm. um, clip thread tethering all but memory. That's to me stands out as death. Um, like the clip thread of, of, of life. Uh, the thirsty sheep drink from pools of wisdom. Mm. They're yeah. the sheep. Uh, And whoever the, whoever is behind you is the cheap, uh, destined to become and becoming still themselves trail trailblazers with despair undone. Beautiful job. That was, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And thank you for the, uh, the, the explanation and everything. That's, that's heavy. I hope that that's it. Yeah, I love the line
2: destined to become and becoming still. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, I mean, and there's two meanings um, because I think the obvious one is kind of like destined to become and still becoming, um, continuously becoming. But becoming still is a principle in stillness. You know, meditation, mm. growth. Becoming still is a is a, a turning point in a a person's uh, path
1: and so wow, that is so true
2: yeah whether or not it's intentional it's in there and that's it uh,
1: it's that's that's one of the beauties of of poetry and and sharing it like people can whether he meant that or not mm-hmm. but like it's i now yeah. draw that meaning from it
2: yeah that and then themselves trailblazers with despair undone i think it's a really cool line um how do you take that so i think because he talks about his his daughter being born into the world right it's like anyone in the pack is it may be destined to become a trailblazer one day may rise Mm -hmm. to the front of the pack right so it's like i think it's like the generations following without decline like we're continuously (laughs) kind of creating a this line of people yeah. That are going and becoming the trailblazers and refreshing the like the c the, the community itself is continuously evolving and changing as new people are cycling in and out, but it's ultimately this one line.
1: Mm-hmm. And well, that's beautiful. And I see I see despair undone right. could possibly mean like uh they're becoming trailblazers, they're realizing that that where they're at Pressing forward, inspired off of uh, loss uh, and the inspiration of someone in their life, and then looking back at uh, at at their daughter and being like, "Well, now we're the trailblazers," and she's like the new the new hope of right. like, despair undone type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's i that was beautiful. I really really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jameson.
2: Yeah, thank you. And we've got a little husband wife theme here. I'll made the honorable mention in the description of the last poem. <laughs> so uh, I'll be reading Shannon's here. And the description here, uh, it's another hiking <laughs> metaphor. It begins with, in this dream, I was hiking in the valley where I grew up. As I was walking toward the rocky cliffs that encircled the valley, I, saw my- I found myself wrestling with some things and i won't get into too many details here because i don't want to like yeah, highlight yeah. Or, or call out too much stuff i don't know if this was supposed to be a personal description but inspired by imagery of a dream had on uh may
1: 4th okay
2: and this is called origami cathedral which i think is such a that's sick a name, sick <laughs> name it's like, already <laughs> it's awesome that's name an right.
1: album title right there as soon as i <laughs> as soon as
2: i read the name origami cathedral i was like let's go well, i'll read through it let's go yeah <laughs> walls of paper will not stand cannot stand as tempests rage and canyons fill with rain well-planned but built out of spindles and destined for ruin upon rocky terrain tongues dipped in silver can gather a crowd filling the stands with circuses and bread the lion's feast bloats the head of the proud mocking the martyred who paid their red the stone foundation you have chosen well but on holy ground you have offended Folded a paper monument to self and doomed witnesses who attend. Heaven's tears wash the blasphemy away. Noah's warning for the pastor who prays. And that's pray with E-Y. As in hunts. As in predatory
1: praise. Oh, man. Can we rip that one again?
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Walls of paper will not stand cannot stand as tempests rage and canyons fill with rain well-planned But built out of spindles and destined for ruin upon rocky terrain tongues dipped in silver can gather a crowd Filling the stands with circuses and bread this lion's feast bloats the head of the proud mocking the martyred who paid with their red This stone foundation you have chosen well, but on holy ground you have offended folded a paper monument to self and doomed witnesses who attend Heaven's tears wash the blasphemy away. Noah's warning for the pastor who prays.
1: Mm. Oh, that is sick.
2: Yeah. So just uh like dealing with or looking at maybe like corruption, I guess, in, in yeah. In a church environment somehow, or a situation where people are using that environment to prop themselves up and um
1: and feed off the followers basically.
2: Yeah. And so the the dream I guess is is seeing that from um from a perspective the the rest of the description here i just want to go over some of it that that maybe isn't as um personal yeah specific so there's this scene in the dream that's kind of like she saw a cardboard structure on stilts built into the cliff face and then she says when i mm-hmm. peered through the cracks in the walls i saw it was full of churchgoers just then it started sprinkling and i heard the sound of raindrops hitting and softening the cardboard." oh man yeah so getting that is a pretty vivid dream it's like a absolutely feels like a message to me yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely
1: that's like that's like prophetic yeah (laughs) man that's so cool i love i loved the uh i loved all of her all of her imageries of yeah uh, tongues dipped in silver can gather a crowd filling stands with circuses and bread the lion's feast bloats the head of the proud yeah, that's, that's the awesome. exact part I was about to bring up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Snagged it. It's like, but that part is, it's it's great. Like the meter too, it's like it's driving. Like tongues uh-huh. dipped in silver can gather a crowd filling the stands with circuses and bread. This lion's feast bloats the head of the proud mocking the martyr who paid with their red. It's like, it really drives
1: it. The, the meter yeah. feels good there. I also like, I, I as a as a writer, I constantly try to not you uh, like like I, I I'll do like and we talked about this in the in the first podcast ever with uh with the constrictive writing exercise. But I'll pick words like if I'm if I'm talking about love, you know, I don't want to talk, I don't want to say heart, I don't want to say love, mm-hmm. I don't want to say this. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about death, like like one thing like throughout the band, I've just tried to stay away from saying blood I'm like there's gotta be or bleeding you know like uh, there's gotta be better i got i want go find better ways so um whenever I see things like that th- pe- things that I've pegged to be like no that's too low fruit, I need something more descriptive, I need something mm-hmm. uh a little or sometimes I like to be a little bit more vague um mocking the mocking the martyr who paid with their red, yeah, that's sick Right,
2: it did sound like something you
1: would write. <laughs> God, that was dope. I saw that, I was like, "Yo, that's sick, <laughs> um, awesome!" Well, thank you, uh, thank you, um, Jameson and Shannon, y'all just yeah. and thanks chilling, everyone. writing up sick poet- poems. Yes, and thank you, everyone. The uh, everything um, submitted this week was uh, powerful, and I want to just thank everyone for. Uh, trusting us with vulnerability and mm-hmm. uh, allowing us to experience uh, this art that 's coming through vulnerability like dreams are very personal yeah. and stuff comes up that you don't want to talk about um, but I hope that this exercise in kind of staring at those situations and harnessing it in verse I hope that that's helped uh, helped everybody work through these things. I think almost every single one of the <laughs> submissions we got was, it was heavy. And, mm-hmm. um, that's just a beautiful thing to, uh, to experience and be trusted with. So thank you. Yeah,
2: definitely. All right. So you should go now. Okay. I'm and I going. would like to hear yours,
1: your secret deep darkies next. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, I, I sent it to the docs. Uh, if you want to read along with me, uh, so let me see. I need to pull that up. Where to go? All uh, right. Don't read ahead. Okay. So uh, I. All right. So I had about four dreams and uh, three minutes paper. Two were um, were extremely uh, <laughs> like just really nailed uh, uh, like like nail on the head of of just some stuff that I'm I'm still dealing with and I and honestly I wasn't as brave as uh, some of the people <laughs> submitting to just stare at it and uh, now after reading theirs it makes me makes you want to do that because it just came across as so powerful reading mm-hmm. everybody's. Is insp- inspiring, but I had a third dream that I literally woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, like half asleep, half awake, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's a dream! I gotta write it down." <laughs> <laughs> I just grabbed it and like and mashed the, uh, and I also broke my rule about not writing in your phone, but I was like, "I, I I'm about to fall <laughs> back asleep. It was the closest thing to me. I mashed it into my my notes app and then passed back uh, asleep. Woke up, looked at it it was like a mess of misspelled words and like double letters and stuff. And there was like two sentences, but over the day I, I remembered like base the basics of it. So, uh, my dream was, uh, I titled it time walk. This was May 17th, 2022. So yes, that was yesterday. Um, and, uh, basically this is what I got down. This is, this was my dream journal, uh, went back in time to multiple time periods of, uh, by myself tried to buy stock in apple and microsoft <laughs> didn't work <laughs> took jenna with me the last time ended up meeting mom and dad at summer camp <laughs> okay okay mm-hmm. uh, so this is my uh this is my poem come with me and swing come with me and swing a tree awaits with mirror leaves and wings that break and spear with ease, that that fabric thought so rigid true, Of ages past and lives renewed. Though fate evades my pe- my pen's attempts to rewrite fortune's river bends, I'll show you where my thread begins, two children in the summer wind to sail the seas of history, come with me and swing. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> do you like it? Yeah. It's do you a get dude, it? that's a
2: do I get it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something like uh, so. It feels to me like you're you're just talking about the f- like you and Jenna going back. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's it's that exa- part of it expanded yeah. into a romance. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like Thank the you. the um dude, the lines are so good. And I mean, I should expect it coming from you because you're like, uh, um, like but. Uh, come with me and swing a tree awaits with mirror leaves and wings that break and spear with (laughs) east. so good but the fabric that thought so rigid true of ages past and lies renewed so you're like you're building this thing but right there is when it's like you can't bring that any farther it becomes corny and you just renew it like you have a totally new take in the next line it's so perfectly fresh oh thank you though fate evades my pen's attempts just takes it and goes like east it's like no like no now it's like over here and you're bringing in like variety of sentence structure and the feel but it still is creating patterns.
1: It's excellent, Mike. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the the fate evades my pen's attempts to rewrite Fortune's river bends. That's me trying to buy stock in Apple and Microsoft, and not working. <laughs> That's okay. <so good. laughs> that's amazing uh, yeah the meeting my parents at summer camp is two children uh i'll show you where my mm. thread begins two children in the summer oh
2: wind. okay yeah no well i i see i interpreted that as um you and jenna going back together
1: two okay in the summer so wind I, the of history so i took so i i took it as i'm tr- i'm trying to convince her to come with me and like, I want to take her and show her these things. Like, wow. like I'm telling her about this time traveling tree that I found, uh, and I want to show her. I'm, I'm like, come with me and swing. Come with me and swing. The tree with mirror leaves is super. So <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so oh, I'm cool. so happy, dude! Thank you. Hell yeah! All right, that's it. All right. All right. Is yours in the docs?
2: No, I'm gonna uh, text it to you. Okay. Don't read ahead. Mm-mm. Okay. I said, don't read ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I'm trying not to. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. The guitar. <laughs> Woo! I saw that baby hanging on the wall in the bar and I was like, "Oh, is he going to play it?" I don't know.
4: I'm not going to lie to you. I tried to do your fucking challenge. Press my Press my eyelids closed tight every night. Had my journal at my bedside, ready to write. Whole feet got me sweating in the sheets. Like my body can't, like my body can't identify the heat until I'm already asleep. But it's not, but it's not deep enough to dream. Wake up burning in a furnace, 4 a.m., and I already know that I ain't getting any more rest Close the notebook on my pen Baby, maybe I'm not real, no, I'm the one who's sitting here in silence as the morning comes When the morning comes I'll be keeping on my feet in dreamless sleep, adrift between my fantasies and feelings. Guess there's nothing in my head but second guesses now, and I'm lining up my thoughts just to put them down.
1: it god dude fuck you man you, <laughs> that's so sick that was so like swanky and just like right off the right off the bat and what a clever take i can't believe like we just talked about it. you just wrote this like i wrote just this hammered this out
2: in 40 minutes before you recorded this episode <laughs>
1: i wrote mine in 40 minutes yeah
2: i started i think at the same time as you oh
1: my god dude (laughs) and i
2: really did try man every night i tried to dream and i kept that journal right there. hey
1: hey. (laughs) this this checks out (laughs) oh my Uh. god i love it man i i also like i was i was picturing you sitting at a piano in like a smoky bar like with like one like one light light in the distance or a candle lit or something like that and and just like people coming by and just like uh like nonchalantly just <laughs> dropping money in the tip jar but everyone's just having their own their own like lives go on and you're just sitting there yeah. it it's a lot of you I think it could Tries it could fucking <laughs> it could use a
2: little <laughs> polish I think but I do like the heart of it there's well the parts like
4: cold feet got me sweating in the sheets like my body can't identify the heat until I'm already asleep
1: yeah dude that really that I'm pretty sick.
2: sure that's just an existing song
1: though like <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I can't tell what it is that no. No. The best artists are thieves who don't get caught. Okay. That's it, man. Oh what an awesome take. This is such a pleasure.
2: I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad I paid my dues somehow. You I was like, did. how am I gonna make this worth it if I have no
1: dreams? It just blew my freaking mind. Awesome. Now we need we need to start a uh, <laughs> we need to start like a like a uh, a right guys songs like section on the website where you can go and listen to stuff that you've that you've played and challenges <laughs> yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was wonderful. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun
2: that, writing. That thing bops. Thanks. I yeah, I got it. <laughs> I guess keep it in the rotation, polish it polish it down. you will see I guess what it is next week yeah man that is sick yeah that's what happened with obsessed was like just wrote it on here and then ended up polishing it out and
1: dude baby maybe maybe i'm not real no i'm the one who's sitting here in silence as the morning comes when the morning comes i'll be keeping on my feet in dreamless sleep adrift between my fantasies and feelings Mm mm-hmm sick that was the first part that i wrote (laughs) this thing is dripping man i love it (laughs) what a great take okay all right so thank you all for your challenges uh and uh now it's time for to wrap this baby up Mm -hmm. and announce the new challenge
2: yes our challenge for next time
1: so um we mentioned that we're we're stepping back to or we're going to for a little while just to let other projects that were meant to be priorities breathe a little bit. Um, that right guys has helped us get going and rolling mm-hmm. and also to be a little bit more intentional about our right guys episodes and make sure that we're bringing you guys meaty content. Uh, we're gonna, we're going to give ourselves one extra week, uh, between episodes. Uh, we're pushing to three week releases. So the next one will come out three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope and, and we've heard uh, after doing some, some of these interviews and stuff like that that, that that other people are feeling the same thing. Like now they've got mm-hmm. – they, they, like this has gotten them on their feet a little bit and they've got some projects running. So we want to encourage everybody to take over these next three weeks, run with your projects, put time into your projects. You've proven to yourself that you can, you can cut out the time and write. If you've been writing writing for Right Guys Challenges stuff like that, you you know you can do that now. So do that with your own projects. The next challenge, this new challenge, is going to be a very simple one that you absolutely have time to knock out in three weeks. Um, but that's intentional as well because we want you to spend a little time on this just to get in that chair. But mm-hmm. we want you to spend more time on your projects. Um, hop in the Discord, chop it up. Let's let's uh, let's get in on it. Get get the ball rolling even faster yeah
2: yeah if you're eager to share a bigger thing than we're assigning here definitely share your work in the discord yes Um, it's always a good place to go and meet people and to create sort of writing connections and uh get your work looked at
1: yes um the we're uh so the new the new challenge is write a limerick about someone you know Mm mm-hmm I'm right, calling bit- it
2: the Scott Orthy Challenge after my dad,
1: but eh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the- I, I, I back that title. Okay. Uh, so I'll read one more time what a limerick is. Uh, uh, a limerick is typically a humorous five-line poem. Typically, so it doesn't have to be humorous, but a five-line poem it uses the A-A-B-B-A rhyming pattern. Uh, The first line, second line, and fifth line of the limerick have seven to ten syllables and rhyme, while the third and fourth lines have five to seven syllables and rhyme. Here's an example. There was an old man with a beard who said, It is just as I feared. Two owls and a hen, four larks and a wren, have all built their nest in my beard. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, everybody write a limerick. Also, do your own research on limericks read some limericks and everything like that uh this is just a, a, a quick uh example um uh, and definition but yeah write write something about write one about someone you know and work on your projects and get in the discord let's talk about it mm-hmm. let's do it yeah i guess until next time yeah dude I'll see you frickin' freaking see you around next time. <laughs> All right, love you, bit Love you, dude. <laughs> Bye, right guys. Right guys out. <laughs>